Something happened, Holman. Something happened today. Okay, why is this weird noise in my ears? In a professionally uh, produced video, no less. Ta-da! I feel so good! Okay, let me, let me, what, you don't think, you think I'm overhyping it? This is the greatest thing ever! All right, here's... Here's the problem. What's the problem? All right, that's enough of that. As of right now, nine hours after it was posted, 13,000 more people know about us. Oh, that's scary. I'm afraid to read the comments. The comments are, there's no way that they can be good. I never read the comments on mm-hmm. anything we do, uh, just because I, I'm afraid. That's a, You should be afraid, because people <laughs> are brutal. But I will tell yeah, I mean, the thing about the comments is half people don't mean what they say. They're just trying to have the snarkiest comment to win the internet for the I day. I think some do. Uh, I think that, uh, you guys, if you haven't seen it, head over to the Motor Trend YouTube uh, page and look for Toolbox Test. YouTube.com slash Motor Trend. And uh, you'll be able to see the uh, about the 10-minute video of uh, my man Lightning and I out in the middle of uh, some uh, cornfields doing some uh, mean things to a toolbox to prove how tough it is. And uh, you might learn something. So anyway, awesome week uh, for our friends over at Decked, And the fact that we got the video out is is killer. Like, I'm so stoked on that. We've been talking about this for what feels like... Well, six we, months. We talked about it for six months prior to doing well, it. Well, we talked about it for a year because we saw it at SEMA. And so here it is. Yeah. I feel like we, we, we birthed a toolbox. Yeah, we, we uh, certainly helped. And I'm sore. Uh, I feel like we are the... Uh, it's like we were the, uh, the doula. For the toolbox baby that uh, the deck birth. I don't know it what wasn't, that is. It wasn't us birthing it. We were just standing by helping everything along. So Yeah. Well, we may have hindered the birth. No, no. It was great. I think that uh, uh, Chopper being on last week kind of uh, whetted the appetite. And hopefully you've gone to uh, deck.com slash, I think it's toolbox, right? Yeah. It's deck.com slash toolbox. And what we'd like for you guys to do is go to Motor Trend's YouTube channel. And when you watch it. We, we want to know that you've seen it by going in the comments below and leaving five emoji stars. Yeah, or uh, some comment about Wiener Schnitzel and Dr. Pepper. That way we know Some inside you joke to us. Yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so many mounted parameters. and Yeah, pick, pick the inside joke. Whatever, whatever yeah, you want to do, yeah. we want to know it's you because yeah. then we want to – in the next show, yeah. we're going to go back and we're going to read the comments left by you. By you guys. Thumbs up only, by the way. Just give us lots of thumbs up. Give uh, give some love. Share it to your friends. Uh, and then go over to uh, deck.com slash toolbox and buy one. Because they are uh, considerably reasonable. Wait, does that make sense? Considerably reasonable? I, I'm going to go with that. Okay, with so that. reasonably priced is what I meant to say. Yes. All right, well, I'm super stoked that our deck project finally saw the light of day. Uh, before we get into the show, we got to thank our presenting sponsor, Nissan. Going to have some big news coming up super quick. Cannot wait to share it with you guys. I heard some of this off the air, yeah. and this actually is really good news. This is not this not Holman doing his normal hypey thing. This is really some good news. Uh, yeah, we'll talk coming about, out of the Nissan camp. We'll, we'll talk about it. I believe in two episodes. I have a little bit of work to do between now and then, um, but you guys will be among the first to know. How about that? But for right now, it's. <laughs> 
from Fargo. And, of course, to tide yourself over, why don't you uh, head over to NissanUSA.com and check out the Nissan Titan and Nissan Titan XD. But can they build and price it on the website? Absolutely. Check uh, out dealer inventory. And with the Nissan Titan and Nissan Titan XD, you'll get the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty and the most standard V8 horsepower in its class at 400. That's 400 for you guys in the hip-hop community. <laughs> I don't No, maybe not. And moving right along, you can also check out the uh, <laughs> Nissan line of commercial vans, the Nissan Frontier, and the fully redesigned Nissan Armada. Would it be four ducats? Would you call that four grips of cash? Would that be four Ben Franklins? Uh, if we were talking money, yes. Okay. But not Ben Franklin's. It'd be Benji's. I'm not part of the hip-hop community. That is clear. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, head on down to your local <laughs> Nissan dealer where you can see the vehicles in person and make sure you sit inside those n- nice Nissans, especially the ones with the zero-gravity seats. And if you're looking for uh, the brakes that more technicians choose, head over to DuralastParts.com where you can check out the Duralast brake pads, the Duralast gold brake pads, or the Duralast elite brake pads with better than OE performance. That includes a new advanced signature hex coating that provides an additional transfer layer, delivering smooth stops, low dust, and boost stopping power. Dude, you almost forgot about Duralast rotors. Direct OE replacement for smooth, quiet stopping power. The design mirrors OE physical characteristics like uh, mass, configuration, and fin count, and they deliver OE or better performance. And you get all the stuff that we talked about at DuralastParts.com or Holman, this is where you say AutoZone. Your local AutoZone. On this episode, Steve High from Heat Shield Products, Jordan Mulbauer from Daytona Truck Meet, email, and I test Holman's truck IQ. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. So I think, Holman, we start off by calling our friend down in San Diego County, um, Steve High from Heat Shield Products. Is that because of all the hot air that's spewed on this show that needs to be uh, controlled and tempered? Might have something to do with it, yes. Uh, Do you think that Steve has bucked the nickname trend? Where typically your nickname is in the middle of your name, like J. Lightning Tillis. Do you think uh, the VP of Heat Shield Products, Steve High, is actually known as Steve High Temps? I have no idea. Or do you think it's <laughs> Steve High Temps Mitigation? We should ask him. But it could also be We should not temps. ask him. That's embarrassing. Steve's listening to this right now. Oh, I know he isn't. We haven't called him yet. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying... Because this oh, is future us. The He's future listening. Us. Yeah. He's listening back to this going, man, I shouldn't have called. I shouldn't have picked up the phone when they dialed. I think that's most guests. So <laughs> yeah. we're basically, what you're saying is we are hitting uh, the ground running in 2021. We're uh, a very uh, unoiled machine. We're just creaky. We're like a, a ball joint that needs to be replaced. At, uh, you know, we, we're in need of a Duralast upgrade. Uh, yeah, like a bunch of uh, sealed <laughs> grease bearings. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, we, we, you and I wanted to be uniballs, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant that, like, as opposed to, like, we're an off road. No, yeah, doesn't. we're the upper control arm, right? And it starts squeaking. You go to with the uniball, right? Because it's going to last longer. That's what I meant by uniball. Well, it's not necessarily going to last longer. It depends on how abused it's true. They are. Yeah, it's true. Well, can we just call our guest now? Go to AutoZone and pick up a. 
set, set of, of Duralast. Sealed yeah. ball joints. <laughs> yeah. Let's call Steve before we get in any deeper. Okay. This is Steve. Is this Mr. Steve High from uh, Heat Shield Products? It's Lightning at Home and Truck Show Podcast. Hello, Lightning. How are you? <laughs> I am outstanding. What kind of yeah. weird uh, phone are you talking into right you now? Sound because... like you're talking into a giant traffic cone. I am actually in my truck because I have seven kids. Well, they're not all at home right now, but this is my uh, this is my quiet. Place. This is your sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, this is my sanctuary. It's exactly now, right. Lightning and I were debating while we were uh, about to call you. If uh, your nickname is Steve High Temps. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My nickname was H.I. H.I. Yeah, because my last name is actually High. That's how you say it. So, so no on the High Temps. No on the High Temps. <laughs> but, no, it, but it should no. be. It should be. Okay. Well, it, be, Dude, be, I, you know what, though? I like that. This should be my new nickname. We have coined it's it. Steve High Temps. I, I, right. I, I am with you. I'm totally... I'm a buyer. Okay. <laughs> Hang tight. We got a quick intro to play. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you want to come back. Did you hear that, Steve? What'd you think of that? I- I freaking love that. That is outstanding. Is that okay. your favorite personal intro of all time? Yeah, I, I actually do like that. That is my uh, yeah, that is my favorite intro of all time. Okay. Um, it's it's, uh, it's only my third intro of all time, but this one by far is light years ahead of any of the others. Should we give him a bonus intro just because he liked that one so much? I don't. What, what, uh, what bonus intro would we give him? Um, we've got a uh, innovator. Might be good. We haven't played that in a while. I think he is. All right. Do you prefer uh, blues or metal? Well, okay, so uh, let's go metal. I, I do like the blues, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, I'll go metal. Metal okay. it is. All right, metal is. Yeah. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Innovator, moderator, truck show. Truck show. Truck show. Truck show. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I think he needs some Screaming Shield products to uh, protect uh, yeah, that yeah. sensitive throat of his. Yeah, some yeah throat well, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that why James Hetfield actually tries to sing now instead of yell like he used to? Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Man, that, no, that's a man. lot of wear and tear. You know, no, I, there's only, only one guy that could do that, and that was Lemmy. That was it. I'm looking. Yeah, and see what happened to him. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he left us. All right. Maybe at a good time. He, he might have been. He might have been smarter than all of us. You know. Dude, yeah, that, no that may. I I did a. Uh, we did a breakfast with Foo Fighters, and Dave Grohl's favorite artist, I think, in the world was was Lemmy, and uh-huh. for, for Motorhead, for those of you that don't know, and. Lemmy is the guy. He is the rock star that all rock stars looked up to. He's yeah. the guy that could. Yeah, he's a rock star's rock star. Yeah, d- do more drugs, drink more, whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And that guy was just. You looked at him and you knew. And you that- looked at him. You go, "How is that dude still alive?" Yeah. And then yeah. one day he wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, but I think <laughs> it's, they, I think they worked. <laughs> the drugs and the alcohol were like preservatives. You well, know, for him. I think the, I don't think it, I think his well, concoction was off. 
<laughs> Dude, there's a lot of fer- there's formaldehyde in some of those beers that you know the old beers that you used to drink, not craft beer. So uh, maybe that was keeping him going for a while. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe it's amazing so. to see him bark out those notes on stage oh, in front yeah. of you. You're like the dude's like 11 and he's just yeah. It's amazing. So I'm I'm looking at Steve. So our our listeners may or may not know this, but typically we have a a scheduling app when we're getting our guests on here where they can fill out some a questionnaire and when they schedule their time on the show. And uh, there's some great uh, questions and answers. And one of the things on here is, um, is there anything you want Lightning and Holden to know prior to the interview? Uh, and uh, Steve has self-proclaimed that he's a bitchin' dude. <laughs> 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 he, he also, as mentioned yeah. uh, previously, has seven freaking kids. Yeah, what are you, what, what, what are you, you Mormon? Can, you can are, add up yeah, our I, kids I, together I'm and we're not even close. Hey, listen, do you hear me? Yeah, he's not... I, I, not Mormon. Yeah, are you are you wearing your special underwear right now? No, I'm not Mormon. <laughs> but because uh, I'm drinking a beer right now, but mm. I am Catholic. So there you go. Speaking of family, my my wife has her uh, doctorate from SC, so uh, we have a oh, there you go, SC household. And I I love his other thing is he says I wish SC would fire Clay Helton, who's yeah, the uh, football I mean, coach. <laughs> yeah, it's about two years overdue, but uh, whatever. You know, we yeah. can't get into that. I I digress. All right, let's so, get into happy stuff. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah. we're gonna talk about products that either keep the places cool that you need kept cool or warm okay. where you need the kept warm. What's the story behind Heat Shield products? Okay, so Heat Shield products was. Basically, the big force behind it was my grandfather, who is no longer with us. He grew up, uh, you know, he greatest generation, served in the, like, Army intelligence during World War II. Didn't actually see combat. That was my other grandpa. But he uh, he grew up on a farm. I remember my grandpa saying, like, the biggest deal to him is when they got the John Deere tractor and they no longer had to use the mules. Uh, so that, wow. that's the kind of guy he was. So he grew up. He was diesel mechanic. He... Then went on to work for Genuine Parts Company, which is Napa, fancy word for Napa. And he was kind of running the West Coast for a while. And then they forced him into an early retirement, kind of political, behind-the-scenes stuff. And my grandpa was, he was a worker. Like, he, his whole life, he grew up, got up, he started working on the farm. So he wasn't ready to quit. So he went to go work and. Jay, I don't know when you started working for Gale, but Gale probably knows uh, the name Turbo City. So that's how my grandpa, he went to work for Turbo City. He was a salesman. And they dabbled a little bit in insulation. And then they bailed out of it. And my grandpa was like, you guys are kind of coconuts here. There's a huge market for it. So <laughs> they had like a, a a braiding machine for sleeving. And that's how it started. Is We first started doing just some high-temperature sleeving, so we got the braiding machine. They wanted to bail out of it, so my grandpa goes to my dad, who owned his own Napa store franchise, and the rest is kind of history from there. Hold on, Steve. You're jumping ahead a little bit, so there's a big, like, 20-year gap right there where he buys the machine, and he knows how to do it, but does he have a staff? Does he start? Is it just him and his son? No, dude, great. Grandpa did it in his garage, kind of like Amazon. We're just not as big, you know, because Bezos used to pack boxes of books books in his garage. Yeah, exactly. That's how he started. So that's how my grandpa started. It was, uh, you know, he'd buy the fiber. We'd start rolling out sleeving. And that's just kind of kind of how it started. And what was the first uh, product? Was it a, a, I guess that was before, not before turbos, I'm going to take but, a wild guess and say it was heat shielding. It was a white fiberglass sleeve. It was a real, like a real popular thing because um, out here in California, you know, they have quit selling um, like asbestos before our company was even founded. And 
So the cool thing about the sleeve was is it looked like asbestos, and there was some certain like Corvette application where it looked like it was in a, in a it, I mean, it was asbestos when it came from the factory way back when, but the sleeve looked like asbestos, but it was glass. So that kind of blossomed. And then we used, um, we kind of source manufacturing for a while on other things. And now we've kind of come full circle all these years later, we've pretty much brought it all in house. But um, he was wrapping headers or what was the big? No, the, the, the first one was the sleeving, like a white plain Jane fiberglass sleeve. It was good for a thousand degrees. What did it go uh, over? The, like fuel lines or exhaust? Fuel, uh, so the, the, the number one seller was like an EGR tube for a Corvette. Oh, wow. Of all things, like a 70s Corvette or 60s Corvette because it, it's – but, yeah, it, it does. Fuel line, um, that kind of thing. Then we evolved into the exhaust wrap, and then it just kind of blew up from there. With that sleeving, were, were, was I having to take the tube apart, slide it over, and then put the tube, the fitting yes. back on? Or, so this is, yes, it doesn't sir. have a seam along the side? No, no sir. Yeah, no, it wasn't an open seam where you could put it over there. It was it – was, uh, close seam you gotta gotta disassemble it but those vet guys loved it because it was the you know that you couldn't get anything asbestos anymore well steve what were they trying to fix though what was the issue with that it, egr, it, EGR too so know, but- it, it, apparently on a on a i want to say like 67 to god if i remember correct like 74 75 somewhere in there they there was an egr tube that had this asbestos wrap on it and you know as you as you you guys probably, you know, know, I'm sure, um, the fuel has changed so much. So when you go from leaded fuel to unleaded to the stuff we have now, the, the EGR tube is going right next to this fuel line and it was causing a vapor lock issue. So this is back before we put all the ethanol in the fuel like we have now, which creates so many problems on these older cars, newer cars. It's not that big of a deal. You got a computer, that kind of crap, but anything carbureted, um, when they when they change fuel, you know, for environmental reasons or political reasons, whatever, it really has a major impact on those carbureted cars because the you know you you got to tweak the needle, <laughs> you got to sit there, you got to adjust the needle seat, you got to adjust your mixtures manually. It's, you don't have a computer to figure all those things out for you. So that that was really kind of what started it. What started us? It was I'll tell you the the first three big first one was sleeving. Next thing was was the starter heat shields, and then the exhaust wrap was was number three. And I'm guessing the guys using exhaust wrap were probably both on headers on cars, and I'm guessing yeah. motorcycles as well, right? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Cut, cut on everything. We we actually had one of our really big markets back in the day was a motorhomes because oh, these guys, you know, yeah, because well, because you know, back then those those same as the starter heat shields. The the if you think about a motorhome like the older motorhomes, you know you have a you're ta- limited you're amount of the kind, airflow. The kind Steve with the doghouse. Yeah, exactly, doghouse, exactly. So guys are always looking to get more power out of the things because they were just dogs, right? So they'd put long tube headers on there, and that definitely woke them up, right? More air to go out, so that means you can jam more air in, and that created a problem with. You know, you're driving anywhere. The wife's complaining because it's hot and that kind of stuff. So, and then on on in in GM models in particular because of the solenoid being on that big body starter, those 3510s heat soak on those things. Uh, yeah, the starter heat shield was a huge deal. So that's that's kind of how we got the ball rolling. How many great products in automotive started because somebody's wife was uncomfortable? 
quite right. a few. Oh, a lot. Right? Think about right. it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I've got oh, to fix this. Kids. By the way, you could like, argue that the new GM 10-speed transmission is is because yeah. people want that smooth. Because guys love those firm tr- yeah. you know, shifts, like manly shifts. And the yeah. wife, not so much. She wants butter smooth, right? Absolutely. I mean, she may want to go out on a on a hot, hot drive, but when she's cruising around town, you know, dragging the kids to school. And I think that's probably wise is the wife is usually hauling the kids around, at least in my family. So you want to minimize the complaints there, right? How'd you get out of that deal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I am self-employed. So I have to, you know, noted self-employ myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There you go. Self-employ yourself. Yeah. Sure. sure. You're going from those first three key products and where does Um, it blossom and turn into like a real business? Yeah, that, that's a good point because it really was a part-time business. I mean, um, uh, you know, I, I would help my grandpa in the garage. I would design these goofy labels on like an old dot matrix printer. I, I mean, I totally remember those those days and, and that type of thing. I would say probably 90, 91, 92 is when we started to shift gears a little bit, uh, which was weird because I was away at college. But, um, and it was hard for me because we always did the SEMA show and I worked for the USC football team. No but wonder you have hard... such strong feelings about, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I walked home with like guys like Keyshawn Johnson every day Wow. Or he wasn't the coach I worked for, but every game day I worked for Charlie White. He's a Heisman trophy winner. So I get a lot of love there. It was hard to do SEMA back then because it was, uh, it was always frowned upon, by the school because, you know, SEMA's back then was a big deal because you actually used to take orders at the SEMA show. We used to, I remember specifically writing orders at the SEMA show. It wasn't a car show like it is now. You actually did business there. So that was always a hard thing to get. But see, 91, 92, that's when it started to kind of really blossom. And then the hard thing was, is I, fun fact, is I know very basic HTML programming is my grandpa is old farmer, right? Old school. He didn't want to have anything to do with this newfangled thing called the internet. So I had to hard, hard code the website way back when. And, uh, you know, it just, it just kind of grows from there. It kind of escalates. Most of your really big breakthroughs, I think for us as a company have been with racing and, and obviously testing, but my, my favorite two kinds of racing to do testing with are we do a lot of off-road, which I love because those guys are running, you know, 110, 120-degree heat in these extreme vehicles. And the other guys I really like, I don't understand the concept of it, but drifting. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a, like, I don't like style points that, you know, either you beat a guy or you don't. Like, you're first across the finish line or you're not. And that's what's kind of weird for me about drifting. But the thing I love about drifting is those guys are going 8,000 RPM, even if they're not going 300 miles an hour, because they're trying to smoke their tires. And that really creates its own set of challenges because you have a limited amount of airflow. So you really have to trap heat and that type of thing. Did I lose you guys? No, no listening? We're, we're listening okay. intently okay. to uh, you know what it hanging is? on okay. every word. You know what it is, Steve? Yeah, is that, yeah uh, so. We get chastised yes. for interrupting our guests. No, no, no. Lightning oh, gets no, chastised. Dude, interrupt me all your time because <laughs> I, I can be a, uh, you know, I can have diarrhea of the mouth. So no. Feel free to be the emodium and stop me. <laughs> okay, so I, I'll tell you the most embarrassing moment I've ever had being, uh, this is not when I was an owner, but the most <laughs> moment I've ever had in Heat Show products is I took a, I went with the Falcon um, 
uh, drift team that, you know, Falcon was really big into drift. Yeah. That was like in the early days of Formula D and Irwindale was the holy grail for there. So they had this Mazda rotary, like just, I think it was a four rotor. This thing was a, it was a beast. It sounded awesome. You know, I, it's the first time I'd ever really experienced a rotary. I'm and I'm, I grew up in a family where my hardworking grandfather said, Hey, if you come in the driveway with anything other than a Ford, you're cut out of the will. So <laughs> this was totally, you know, totally strange to me. So my very first turbo heat shield, I take it out there. They're doing testing, practicing, just destroys, obliterates it. It was just unbelievably embarrassing. And, uh, the guy, the the head of their motorsports or whatever, uh, Mickey was his name. I think he's now it's. Is that uh, Mickey some... Andrade? Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was it was it was brutally embarrassing, and um, but then I said, okay, I, I see what failed. I had used the wrong materials, and I didn't count on some oxidation that was happening. And then I said, but I'll come back and I'll have something that'll work. And I did. And then it's funny because, you know, Nikki, Mickey's down at throttle now. And um, a couple of my guys did something with him like a year ago. And he's like, yeah, he's like, if Steve tells you he's going to do something, he'll do it. And I did. I, I mean, it was great because it was the, uh, but it's really, you learn a lot more. I think it's true from failure than you do from winning all the time because you almost need to over-engineer products now huh. uh, because just because people tweak stuff, like they take it to the extreme. There's, there's such a tremendous amount of talent out there in the public. I'm attracted to something that you said a minute ago about over-engineering okay. stuff. So where I work yeah. at Banks, we're accused yeah. often, Gail is often, uh, Gail Banks is often accused of over-engineering something. Diff covers were just fine before you came along, old man. What are you talking about? That mine, I didn't blow up any rear ends. We're like, okay, so Apple should have stopped after the first iPhone because it was good enough? Right. Like at what point... There, it's it's interesting finding people where they say, "This is fine. It's good enough. Stop innovating." But if if we do, then you'll never have better products. It's a weird headspace that some people find themselves oh, in. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, or or that's why Gail Banks is still around today, right? Because Gail's been at this. I mean, God, he knows more than I'll ever forget when it comes to you know uh, uh, racing oh. vehicle tuning. You know, he's. I mean, he's. You know. Um, Steve, you'll like this. Uh, Gail and I went to the Peterson Museum one day. Uh, we went to meet one of his his friends who um, used to be one of the guys on the, the board uh, at the Peterson. And so we went to his personal car collection, and then he said, hey, your names are on the list at the Peterson. Why don't you guys head over there afterwards and have, give yourselves a, a free tour? And I walked the entire Peterson Museum – in about four or five hours with Gail, and uh, he told me, he's like, you see that? That guy used to work down the street, but he worked from so-and-so, screwed him, stole his design, and then that. <laughs> then you see that bullhead? Yeah. Look at that. That's 100 horsepower per liter. That may have been cool back then, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you know. Or, and, I, and I wish I would have recorded it. I literally uh, have forgotten more from that day than I've learned in a long time. And yeah. the backstory of everything, like like this American car, this European car, this is the um, you know the 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 story of the era. This is why this one matters. Well, I don't even know why this one right here is here, and you know just that kind of stuff. And and uh, it was really amazing just to have Gail be my essentially my personal docent, you know, yeah. walking around the Pete. He's really incredible. Like it's uh, he's so sharp. 
he is so astute, even at his advanced age, but he would he'd run circles around Jay. I mean, without question, you know, <laughs> I say that all the time around me. And I, and I, I mean, Jay, I'm, I'm 48. So I, I'm imagine I'm, I'm quite a few younger than Gail. Well, he's so honest. He, he's funny. He, he is. Steve's uh, age splits the difference between us nicely. Yes, he does. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so there we go. But, look, we're talking about engineering. I wanted to ask you what products uh, did you quote unquote over engineer that you may have gotten flack for? Like, why is your why, how is that better? We already have good heat okay. shield products. So you caught flack uh, for. Tur- okay, so turbo heat shield. So I mean, there, there's, there's, there's. Uh, you have to over-engineer those because, you know, I think we're on generation four. We don't really, and this is probably what's, I guess, maybe bad about, I, if I could go back to USC, the two things that I, I was an economics major, I wish I could go back and I would have majored in chemistry and marketing second, because I, we're just, we're, those are, as a company, we're not good at marketing. Chemistry, I've got enough years of experience at it that I, I you know, I feel pretty confident what I'm doing. So, Turbo heat shields, we, you really have to over-engineer those. So there's um, reason being, same thing, I go back, going back to Mickey, is we were talking about another company out of Texas, the ones that they make, and he's like, yeah, you, I can't pull those things off because I can run them one time and then they just disintegrate. And I, I know why, and I know why they make the turbo heat shields the way they do, because it's less expensive. I, I, I totally get all that. It's kind of like... Um, you know, people are like, well, why is your stuff more expensive? Well, I'm I'm buying fiber here in the United States. We, we don't buy anything out of state. If or, I'm sorry, out of country. If if somebody, if I'm making something that's out of country, it's because a supplier is lying to me. But uh, when I'm buying the raw fiber, I'm buying it from a U.S. source. So the way we engineer our turbo heat shields, it requires a lot more labor. And in California, you know, labor is a premium, so it it costs more. But they're much stronger. I mean, if somebody, if you want to take a flyer and, you know, th- this is what, a couple of things that drive me nuts about my my little particular segment or market sector is people lying, like over-inflating um, temperature ratings, and then the, like the cheap Chinese stuff. So th- the, the reason why that is bad is somebody like, even like an American company, now, I'm not sure that they're not importing stuff. Basically, we have a lot lava exhaust wrap. Okay, I will tell everybody our lava exhaust wrap. It's made from basalt fiber. This is actually old Russian technology. The Rus- the Ruskies came up with this as an answer to Kevlar. The problem is, is it was never it wouldn't just stop a bullet like Kevlar would, but it had much higher temperature. Uh, rating, so it's just kind of one of those things that was a lost, lost technology. But about, well, let's see, like 15 years ago, we started dabbling in it. Anyway, ours is a basalt fiber. It looks kind of has like a cool carbon fiber look to it. It clearly on all of our packaging, 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. That's what the continuous temperature is. There's a really another like our competitor that's really good at marketing, and they tell everybody it's 1,800 degrees. Well. No, I mean, basalt, that's what the lava, that's where it comes from. Basalt is magma, right? So magma is molted between 1,600 degrees and 2,200 degrees, and that's the average temperature. So why are you saying that your basalt, or they use a metal <coughs> name for it, um, why are you saying your, your wrap is good for 1,800 degrees? It's a lie. So 
when the exhaust wrap, and I'm sure everybody's had this problem. It gets brittle. It falls apart. It's because the chemical structure changed. Is what you've done is you've exceeded the operating temperature, and we ours is 1,200 degrees, and that's legit. 1,200 degrees, as soon as it gets over 1,200 degrees, it's going to get brittle. It's going to fall off. It's going to fall apart. It's actually going to turn to lava. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, actually, in the early days, this is another one of those crazy things where I've actually seen like a fiberglass raft get turned into glass. Like you can wow. still see. That's hot. Like, it, yeah, it's it's. That's it's like unreal. your heat shield glazing, the way your brake pads would glaze or something like that. Does it look like- exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, the chemical structure changes. So, Does so, it look so like we, black so we, glass, like onyx? No, it wasn't black. You could, it was, it was opaque. Like you could see through it. It was, uh, it was like a white. So like a regular fiberglass. The thing was with like the black fiberglass, that's a coating. And that will burn off well before the glass turns to crystal, like like in this particular case. But um, I, I've actually seen that happen. It's, it's it's pretty crazy. So that that's one of the reasons one of the reasons why I over engineer things. So we kind of maybe we make our temperatures lower than what the other guys say they do. I'll say this: they might sell more stuff, but I sleep better at night. Or maybe they maybe they sleep better at night. I don't know. I, it's not my my thing to say and then over engineering like turbo heat shields the way we we do a lot of internal hemming a lot of this comes from uh the whole reason i even know gail and jay is my uncle alan so he used to have a a business up in well it started in downtown la and then it turned up into pomona and he taught me a lot of this he's not my real uncle but i mean i'm catholic he's jewish but <laughs> he's he's my uncle is that yeah. our friend uh, Alan Goldman? It is. I, yeah, I also know Alan yeah. Goldman. By the way, Alan Goldman is the whole reason the Tesla car exists. Because those things were burning down. That whole battery pack underneath the car, that thing was burning down. The only reason that car exists is because Uncle Alan, he figured out how to stop that. And they never gave him any money. But, you know, Alan doesn't care. He's not like Glory Hound. So no. He's, he loves his music. He, he just... Yeah, he's he's into music. He's a real sharp guy. Yeah, but he really is the whole reason that Tesla cars exist is because of what he's done. Yeah, I don't um, think I knew that. I I yeah, think oh, I've no, seen he, I've seen Alan five hundred times. And, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. know that. Huh? Yeah, you should ask him about like figuring out the 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 Tesla battery, and he'll like, oh, yeah, he'll be reluctant. You got to pump him for information. Oh, we know how to do that. Super easy. Yeah. Hey, by, hey, by the way, you should also uh, ask him to get his uh, King of Romance album. Oh really? Oh, it's outstanding. Well, I have been to his house, so maybe next time yeah. I'm there, I'll corner him in his living room and I'll ask him. Yes, and you say, "Hey, I, I want the King of Romance." It's legit. I think it. I think it would actually still hold up well today. And I think he could. I think not that he needs the money, but I think he could make some money off of it. It's outstanding. The King of Romance. The he is King uh, of Romance. You got, just an incredible you jazz musician. That. Yeah, and he, this oh. guy has a house up in the Hollywood Hills. No, 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 no. Well, it, I what, know it's Mount, Mount Washington. Washington. But people don't know where that Yo, is. They don't know where Hollywood Hills are they either. Know, they've seen the Hollywood okay, sign. Okay, just, but that's not where he is. He's in L.A. Uh, on this incredible view of of Los Angeles from this uh, uh, very historic neighborhood within Los Angeles. Yeah. And he yeah. calls it the G-Spot. And the G spot. Yes, and uh, yeah. all the jazz musicians come, and at least pre-COVID. And if you were lucky enough to get a uh, invite, you were literally listening to some of the best jazz musicians in the world 
I agree. on a random Tuesday night. Musicians that yeah. played with John Williams, the same John Williams that made the Star Wars theme. Mus- like yeah. musicians yeah. that played the Pink Panther theme song. Right. That yeah. that that were in the wrecking crew. I mean like yeah. like professionals who have been the uh the players on many scores of your favorite movies. Just unbelievable. Very yeah. very cool. Yeah, so Alan had the business in downtown L.A. doing all types of yeah. uh, heat shielding heat stuff, yeah. products yeah. before you did, right? They, they did a lot of industrial, and I used to sub-manufacture stuff from Alan because he had the he had the setup for it. He, he's, he and his old partner, Sonny, who passed away before he had brain cancer, yeah. were um, huge influence on us, huge influence on us as a company. And, and Alan, that... Alan used to say, uh, welcome to thermostatic where the customer is always wrong. That's what he used to say. (laughs) And to a certain degree, he was right. Like I would be, you know, as a young, snappy punk, I'd be not disrespectful, but I'd be saying this. And then he would enlighten me like where I was wrong. And he was right. So, you know, it's like that that turbo heat shield. I was bouncing ideas off. I'm like, Alan, what went wrong here? You know, we came to a solution. And then, and then again, you know, um, on our own, we kind of evolve it, make it better, make it better, make it better. The really cool thing I think that's happened to us as a company is um, I've I've been extremely blessed. I don't I feel like I owe God something really good. Like I need to figure out some really cool thing to make because He has really blessed us a ton. We've had a couple of really great fabricators come in lately, and the newest guy. I mean, he's just taken, it's like the whole, you know, since 85, the whole thing, way we've done things, and he's turned it all up on his head, and the way he, we're kind of, every time we look at something, the new guy just kind of looks at it like, I think I can do this better, I think I, we can do this better this way, and it's it's really cool, so I, it's, it's not one of those things where we don't, you know, it's me and my dad now, my dad's basically at home, it's, I don't want to ever be one of those guys that doesn't want to listen to people um, that work for me because, you know, they're, they're, I, I got to worry about other things. He's down in there worrying about his thing. And if I don't listen to him, I don't know, I'm not going to get a better product out of it. So long and short of it is, is it's, you got to over-engineer it. We, we got to find a way to make it better. And inadvertently, as, as you know, lightning, I'm sure. And Sean, you guys have had experiences where somebody will, it's like, Oh my God, why would you really do that? <laughs> like, like, an, an uh, you know, where was the logic or, or the reasoning behind your decision to put this there and do that? Uh, so you have to over-engineer it. You, you really do, because there's a certain amount of people that are just going to do something really crazy. Or you need to make it foolproof so that when somebody has the product in hand, they know how right. to apply it properly. Yeah. I mean, isn't it half the battle with anything that is acoustic or heat has to do with the, the quality of application? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the install is is a huge thing. That's that's one thing I always put in our instructions. Like, just be patient. And I'm yeah. not a patient person. I am not. I'm a bull in a china shop. There's a reason why. You know, I was. I will never be in ballet. There's a reason why I will never have <laughs> anything that looks totally perfect. You know, um, I'm a donkey. I I like to bull and plow through. I don't have finesse, but that's why I like to listen to people who do have finesse because it kind of balances me out so so yeah you have to over engineer it and then you get uh, things that out of necessity like our whole armor line of product that was a guy a local guy miramar truck in san diego the trash trucks this whole 
kind of fabricated uh, tier four, this, these uh, DPF situation, right? This whole thing that was uh, born in this state and then spread across the world, essentially now. Exhaust wraps weren't holding up because the, the, the low sulfur diesel fuel, it was so hot, so extreme. And the exhaust wraps were crystalline, they're falling apart. And then this, this local trash company is like, hey, look, you know, I, I got to be able to pressure wash my exhaust. I can't just keep wrapping it because the wrap just gets blasted off at the pressure washer. And that's how we kind of, that's how that whole armor series was born. It was, it was an industrial application. And that's the thing I like as a company is we started as a car company. But I mean, I mean, we make smoker jackets for barbecues. I, I was just going to bring that up. Smokers. Yeah. So it's cool doing the cross application because it helps you develop better products across every market sector. So, okay, let's go to that for a second because I think, uh, you know, people are familiar with the automotive products and heat shields for your exhaust and wrap and tape and things like that. But you guys actually have a really fascinating product line, you know, again, you, the heat shield barriers and, and tape and fasteners and the things that you would expect. But I was going through everything and a couple things caught my eye. Uh, one was your smoker jackets because I actually have yeah. a Weber Smoky Mountain, which is what I, I do all my smoking on. And oh, I go, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, we got to yeah. we got to talk recipes after this. Oh, for sure. So I'm. Oh okay. God, no. I'm oh, I'm no. known <laughs> I'm known for my Dr Pepper barbecue uh, sauce, and I'm known for my brisket. Oh, I've always wanted to try that. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll have to uh, text you some okay. photos of for my sure. uh, briskets, but uh, okay, that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it might be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> Uh, well, the way we're bonding right now, lightning. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know where the thumb is on the uh, new iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed when you select multiple photos, when you go to scroll, it selects like eight more, and you have to unselect them. Those Dangerous. aren't pillows. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm looking at this, and you've got a picture of the Weber Smoky Mountain with a jacket yeah. on it, and you've got uh, looks like for Traeger, you've got the Weber 22 uh, inch uh, kettle yeah. heat shield as well. Yeah. Um, that's pretty awesome because, as you know, the smokers, if you know, you kind of have to keep your, your eye on the family when they're wandering around the backyard because you may that's, have something going for the idea. Yeah. yeah, 13, yep. 14, 16 hours. Uh, by yep. the way, if you've got a smoky mountain, let me just uh, this is my advice to everybody out there who smokes with charcoal like a real human and not like with yeah. one of those traggers with pellets, you silly Thank folks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, this is the key. Everybody goes and starts with either electric or a traeger. By the way, I live in Huntington Beach. I'm sure the same is for you in San Diego. If you leave your pellets out and they turn to mush, don't put them in the hopper because they ter- it just destroys the inside of your Traeger. Don't leave your pellets out. Anyway, I don't like pellets. I like charcoal. I'm a charcoal guy. What I, I'm with you. What I learned over time is when you're smoking, everybody does it wrong to start. They put the lit coals on the bottom and pile yep. all the coals on top, and they're like, man, halfway through my smoke, I have to add fuel. No. When minion you, method. Minion That's method. It. Absolutely. What you yep. do is you layer your chunks of wood. And by the way, I like fists, not chips, because the chips don't last long enough to create the smoke. Right. Meat. You want fists, yep. and they're hardwood. Don't worry about soaking them in water. That's that's a wives' tale. Anyway, so what you do is you layer your charcoal and your fists of wood, and you put the yep. lit stuff on top so it burns down slowly for the fuel. I can get 14 hours out of an 18-inch smoky mountain without touching the fuel once. Yeah. Yeah, so are you? So you're like me. You like real low and slow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's funny. That's, that's I don't funny. recall asking for a really, 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 really boring story. My God, no one cares. 
That's true. Uh, I mean, uh, well, you know, if you're just into cars, you know, yeah, but it's, it is nice to, I'm an amateur smoker. I like Kahlua pork. I really yeah. like doing Kahlua pork, uh, brisket, ribs. Yes, are we still talking great. about I, I love smoking crap? Love no, that. we're talking about heat shield products is what we're doing. Yeah. All right, then, then, then let's talk no, about no, no, something no, no, no. else. No, you, you said you weren't going to talk uh, the rest of the interview, so just stand by over there, okay? <laughs> can, can you get the sound deadening at some point? I, I don't know. We, I don't oh, care sure. about that right now. We, we, Whatever. Well, we can, we can at some absolutely. Yeah, but we're not there yet. So just yeah. hold your horses. I'm going to sit right. back and drink my Dr. Uh, Pepper. I see that you have <laughs> a jacket for the 18-inch yeah. Weber Smoky Mountain as well as the 22. Yep. I'm an 18-inch guy because yeah. it's easier to, uh, you know, yes, to control taps. <laughs> I couldn't find the button. God damn yeah. it. You should have seen the Dr. Pepper almost came out of his nose. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, God, that's awesome. Better yeah. late than ever. Uh, that's what she said. All right. So, I, I, I'll say this. So, where you and I live, yeah. those jackets are great for keeping your family safe. Yeah. But, um, and that's really was the whole idea behind it. But, because it doesn't get super cold where we're at, it's yeah. really hard to do those overnight smokes. Like, honestly, if I put one of those jackets on there, it's really, really hard to keep it at 225. And really? I actually use, yes, I use a, an electronically controlled, the thing I love about the Weber Smoky Mountain, you can hot rod the thing. Yeah, right? I know. You can put I the can gaskets and people have. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. The, hinge, the hinge is huge. God, that's a game changer. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember which one I'm on. It was Barbecue IQ was the old one. Barbecue Gurus is the new one that I have, the new temperature controller. Okay, all right. Um, it's really hard to get it to stay at 220 because it, it wants to get so hot. It's great for ribs, uh, but if you're going to do like an like Kahlua pork, I like to do like 14, 16 hours in that brisket, yeah. same thing. You want to be at like really 190 to, to 195, right? I mean, yeah, you're yeah, it, it, barely absolutely. touching 200. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because well, you want the brisket to what? You want to pull it at like one ninety eight or yeah. I mean, you want all that connective tissue to you know break That's apart right. and render break down. Up. Okay, That's fat right. cap up yep. or fat cap down on brisket? Okay, I'm up. Yeah, I'm, I'm up I like, too. I like to have it render yeah. through the meat. Yeah, I, I, I. I... <laughs> oh God, it's getting. Are both of you still talking about your meat? <laughs> yes, we are actually. God Got a problem damn you with guys. That? All right, I'm all right. so envious of your your soundboard, your sound effects. God yeah. bless yeah, you. Yeah, don't be. God, don't I'm be. turning green with envy right now. Uh, oh. pro- I'm turning green with envy because you have a fire pit and barbecue deck heat shield that you yes. can lay on the ground so that you can have yeah. a fire pit yep. in your backyard with coals yeah, or with you, wood. Yeah, so that composite decks, right? Yeah. So that's where that came from. Actually, it's funny. It actually came from a guy at Power TV Media. Okay. Um, God, what the hell is it? Yeah, Power TV Media. It was uh, Aaron Hahn. And he was saying, God, you know, my wife and I would like to like use our fire pit out in the lawn, but it roaches the grass yeah, every time we throw it out there. So, you know, I looked online. I'm like, well, you could buy these. And then I started looking at them. And, and I guess the one that I look at that I think, okay, that kind of sort of works is this uh, aluminized fiberglass one. The problem with that thing is... Well, aluminum fiberglass radiates heat upward and outward outstanding is what it doesn't like is embers falling on it. Oh, so that's a we kind of put, put, yeah, it, it'll burn it. I mean, that's essentially what's going to happen is it's going to burn it. So that's why we did the one we did with the, the lava, the basalt. Um, and, uh, yeah, it works. It, they do work great. I, uh, we sell them on Home Depot. You can order them there. 
had one guy complain because of well, you can't put your firebox right on it. I think it says that right <laughs> on there. You need you a know, little air like, gap. If gonna, yeah, yeah. If you're just, it's it's not a mat where you roll it out and you throw a fire on it. It's for a fire pit. You, right. You know, those things have a little bit of stand. You need an air gap, reflectivity. I mean, that's a whole other podcast is uh, well, we could easily do that kind of thing. the mantle sure. and TV fireplace heat shield. How, sure. I mean, that's one of those stupid things you don't think about until no. you mount your TV to your fireplace and it starts melting on right. your mantle. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's it's guys like us that are here in Cali, we don't process it the way other people do of course not the one that i will say blows my mind away is the one that goes inside the fireplace the reflective yeah because my wife will even say like that thing totally works i'm always a skeptic i'm really hard on the things that i do um i maybe i overanalyze you know paralysis by analysis that type of thing and she's like dude that thing totally totally works gave a couple sales reps and they're like yeah that thing works so, so that reflects uh, the heat out from your fireplace outward yeah, well, yeah, and, and into the room because heat goes up right so we're fighting we're gonna fight physics a little bit basically the heat that would go back against that ceramic brick and any of those guys that have like an old brick that looks kind of ugly you I just do. throw this thing in there and it, yeah it, it i literally great. so, so here's hey, that's no way to talk about your wife lightning oh don't even do that <laughs> Don't even do that. That's a, that's a dick move. Yeah, Listen, so yeah. I we so my, I've got the fireplace that doesn't refuses to put out any heat. It looks yeah. good. We ran it all through it Christmas fire. break. The whole thing makes fire. Yep. Does all that? Oh zero, my god! You zero need heat. This. I do need that. You need and this. it's break. It's old school. Nineteen fifty three. And it's just it's like I, heat. Pff, nah. <laughs> I think you. I think you guys just helped me out with the marketing for the fireplaces that won't put out. That's it. Oh, thank you, right? <laughs> thank you. Good night. See, so, you said you weren't a good marketing guy, clearly. Oh, no. You guys, hey, you guys thought of it. I, I'm just getting the idea off of you. So, I have a you know. 1965 house. I have the same problem Lightning does, where yeah. we put a bunch of wood in it, and it sure looks nice, and the couch is only 15 feet from the front of it, and you're like, is that thing on? You yeah, know? Right, you're, wa- yeah. you're walking over to the central right heat, up. turning it on, yeah. and blasting it. Yeah. yeah, so this is called the Fireplace Heat Shield Insert, and you can find it at, at heatshieldproducts.com on their, yeah. uh, let's we'll see, uh, D- the home DIY section. Let's, home DIY section. let's go right. over to right. uh, to sound deadening, because a lot of uh, companies, heat and sound kind of go hand in hand, and you actually have sure. quite a bit of... Uh, uh, sound editing products as well, and I also wanted to ask before we before we jump into this, Steve. So, it, walking through SEMA or walking through a car stereo shop, there are quite a few options when it comes to sound editing material. Now, I know that uh, you know if you've listened to the show before, you know I'm I'm a car stereo junkie. Your average uh-huh. person may or may not be pulling up the uh, the flooring and redoing, uh, putting sound editing material, or pulling their headliner down because it's a pain in the ass. But that's right. me. that's what I do. Like I love just deadening the vehicle. Um, and even new vehicles, they they chintz. If they they'll put a six inch six yep. inch square, they'll do on the door yeah, panel. They'll, they'll do that's something it. that's very strategic, but they won't cover right. the entire thing because it's too expensive. Yeah. Right. But I'm the guy that pulls the door panel off and then the plastic sheeting back and then pulling the speakers out and then going and and rolling this stuff on. So when you're getting into this business, whenever you decided to get into the sound deadening business, you looked at the landscape and go, well, you got this brand and that brand all doing this. How did you decide? How, how could you improve here? Okay, so it, it was actually one of those things where I really was reluctant to get into it, and the reason being is I I like to absorb information before we do something. Um, a, as a company, I, I say I, but I, I mean as a company, and I'm most of the innovation behind it 
but the innovation I get is because of feedback from other people. I, I don't want to knock this brand, but you see their stuff on every single TV show. And he's advertised. He does so many things. And I, I don't want to knock him because the, the stuff that he's done in the past has been great for our industry, right? I mean, anytime people are going to run ads on these big network TV programs and that type of thing, it, it really is it's good for all of us. But one of the things that you see these guys and they, the, the, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to sound insulation is when you see these guys stick these big, heavy sheets on the roof panel in their car, okay? All you're doing, and most of these guys are, are like street rod or, or handling or racing guys, all you're doing is by putting this big, heavy weight at the top of your on your roof panel is you're changing your center of gravity. You, you piss away tens of thousands of dollars on your suspension, and then you throw this big boat anchor on your, your roof panel. So now your suspension's got to fight that, right? You, you spent all that money, and you're, you're raising the roof. So roof panel, two things you should do is you're just trying to get the ringing out of there. You know, you just, there's a little bit of a resonance and stuff up there. You just got to get that roof panel to quit vibrating. I mean, it's, it's just metal. So um, the big thing there is just like a, I strongly recommend using like a sound coating. If you're not going to use mine, use somebody else's. Don't, don't stick these big heavy sheets up there, right? You, you just don't need it. Um, so, so which product are you talking about? Is that the, the headliner? The DB, DB skin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, you use a headliner kit. So the, the, the stealth shield, that that's a phenomenal product, but I'm just saying like DB skin. So you put the DB skin up there. Um, I, I was really reluctant to get into this because I didn't know a whole lot about sound insulation. I, I like to, if we're going to dive into something, I don't want to just market something. I want to have something that's going to work well. So, um, there's a really smart guy who was an engineer for Alpine stereo, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And on, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I deal with engineers all the time. JM, you do. I know you guys do at banks. Some of these guys, uh, speak engineer only. So I can speak engineer thermally, not acoustically. So it took me about three years to digest what he was telling me. And so we finally started, okay, I, I feel comfortable enough to know, like, okay, I'm processing what he's telling me. I'm understanding his concepts. I'm analyzing them scientifically and I understand them. And yes, it makes sense to me. Okay, we'll make this, we'll make this. Because, I mean, you know, we, we just started, sound insulation is relatively new, maybe eight or nine years old for a heat shield. Um, we've been around since 85, so it's, it's, it's a newer territory for and us. And so, Steve, did you reach out to Alpine, or did you get this guy off to the side? You don't just call Alpine and go, I, can I, I borrow an engineer? He, he, he actually separated himself from Alpine, um, had his own sound insulation company, and then he, <laughs> you'll love this, California, now he focuses on pot lights, LED pot lights, because <laughs> boatload of, of money in it. So, you know, good for him. There's a lot of misconceptions. So the 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 big thing for me is the center of gravity. Put put those big heavy sheets. You don't need to do that. You just just don't need to do that. The other thing is the sound and heat. Guys are like, oh well I can put this down and it'll do sound and heat. That's totally not true. 
You're saying the same material Most, cannot do sound and heat, or it depends it on the does material. Not, no, you, 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 it has to be two. So it's two separate forms of energy. What's really uncommon, you know, most people don't realize is sound insulation. More often than not, converts those acoustical waves into low, low heat. Hmm. You know, you're you're having to convert energy is is what essentially is what you're doing. So it doesn't boom, boom, boom. You know, and radiate through um, different different frequencies. You know, the most common noise in a vehicle is vibration. So that's why those stick-on damping sheets work. Um, but you also get road noise, which is a different frequency. So that requires like a closed-cell foam and, th and that type of thing. So one of the things that drives me nuts is there's there's a company that, and I, again, I don't want to knock him because he's done so much for the industry, ends an MAT. And and he's great. I mean, he's done so many things. Well, there's but hold on. The problem is there's a couple now that end in that uh, same. Uh, so okay. let's just so, keep going. But, but the, the old school one. Yes, right. But <laughs> you, you, the thing is, the technology and is they are dynamite. From what? <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. From from from. Um, but but again, if you if you're not going to have anything, his stuff is great. Actually, it's, they're not dynamite. They're yeah. Uh, yeah, right, yeah anyway. So, yeah. Now, Sean, who's older, Lightning or Sean? Lightning by many, no, many decades. No, not many years. All right, one decade. Oh, okay, he loves so, to point right, out that right, I'm right. a little older than so, he is. So, I mean, more Sean, than a have little. Ever, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Of course. Yes. When Kramer okay. hears about this, the it's <laughs> really going to awesome. hit the fan. One okay. of the best lines uh, in movies okay, ever. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so. Roger, Roger, think, over, Unger. Clear as clear as you ever seen a grown man naked? Uh, okay. Like watching yeah. gladiator movies. That's so great. Please, anybody who's younger yeah. than about 40, yep. if you've never seen Airplane, please go watch just, it. Just, yeah. just do it. Okay, so I like to use my airplane analogy when it comes to sound insulation, and it's a really politically incorrect park when we talk about she's shaking and she's shimmying and there's jello involved. Yes. Okay, so. Most uh, like sound insulation, like stick-on panels, they they use a butyl and then like a uh, an aluminum foil layer. They're not not the 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 MAT company you're talking about, but a different company that ends in MAT. They advertise that their butyl is thicker than anybody else's. Okay, that is totally wrong. So if you think about that Jello when it's shaking and shimmying, and you look at the top of that and how it's how much it's wiggling, you know, thick butyl isn't, isn't the thing that counteracts the vibration in the floorboard. It's, it's a thinner butyl, but a thicker aluminum. So if you have a, a really, you know, like just hold your finger up. Okay. You got your finger up there, your index finger, you're looking out of there. And then you put like a half inch thick thing on there. And then you take your other finger and you're and you're kind of going back and forth. You're you're counteracting, you're counterbalancing the vibration in the panel. So when you increase the butyl, you increase that distance, you're still allowing the vibration to go through. But if you decrease that distance between like the substrate, which is your floor pan, if you decrease that distance, but you use a thicker layer of aluminum. You get more damping. You're not you're not getting this big piece of jello shaking around on the airplane. And that's like the DME armor that we have. It's it uses a thicker layer of aluminum, a thinner layer of butyl, which is the really the heavy part of the sound insulation. And you don't it you don't need that. You don't need this big thick layer to jiggle around because if it's 
unnecessary. Like a, well, yeah, like like a thicker, like a taller piece of Jello. Again, using the airplane analogy, I don't know. I can't get that. Up. Maybe that's well, why. Well, no, I see. Kids. So you've got a piece of yeah, Jello. You know. it, it, simply put, if you had a, a a little dish and you had a thin quarter inch Wait sliver, a minute. you're going to explain this in layman's terms to people in a very simplistic way. Yeah, I'm impressed. Keep it. going. Should I, I stop? No, I want to see how you do this. If you have a very thin piece of Jello, uh-huh. all right, and you just shake it around. Okay. All right. Very little movement, okay? Okay. A three-inch tall tall piece of Jell-O, the very top will shake around considerably more. Right. Right? That's what he's saying. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah, so, so, and then the other thing, too, is like this thin, like a lot of these guys like to use thick butyl, a thin pair, you know, layer of aluminum. Uh, We're the opposite. We do a, a much thinner layer of butyl and a much thicker aluminum, and... It's like the same technology like uh, Mercedes and Audi use versus, say, a lower end brand. Um, you're you're just there's there's just so many misconceptions. Now this would be seven. very easy to test though. This is not like you don't sure. have to oh, guess yeah, at absolutely. this, right? You absolutely. can blast it with a particular well, frequency and find out where it resonates. It's as simple as that. Absolutely, and I will be more than happy. Uh, and we're we're always willing to throw down with anybody. Like, hey, I want to test your stuff. Boom, I'll send you a sample. You go for it. I just want the results. All I want is data. That's what I ask you for. But absolutely. No, I, I, I totally, it is. It's very, very easy to test. There's an ASTM standard for testing as far as like energy loss goes because that, that's how they equate that Steve, to. How, yeah. how do you damp a uh, co host with a lot of hot air? <laughs> So the same concept works for your 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 DB heat shield, um, the DB skin, which is is that roll on or brush on, or oh, it's, it's, it's also it's, spray it's on. Either, okay, so either or. Okay, so y- you can do both. The the roller is a real that's great if you're if you got a gutted car. Now that product is great on two areas on the car. I'll, I would put the DB armor on the floor. I would put DB skin on the roof and the outer door panels. Oh, interesting. Because okay. it's thin, lightweight. You're not going to create a lot of drag, drama, that kind of thing. Um, you can put it inside a speaker box, and it will actually give you a little more bit of a deep bass. Uh, kind of see, it acts as a sealer, you know. Um, Almost like a bed lining, in a sense, to kind of keep the rust and, and moisture uh, out. Yeah, and you're sealing the gaps, right? You're sealing gaps because even if you have like MDF board and you make super clear, crisp, great cuts. You still need a little bit of because you know that that's just air moving in there, so it, it just redirects it out. It redirects it out to the weak point, which is that you know membrane in the speaker, and that's how you get more more boost out of there. What about but, on something uh, like a uh, like a Jeep? Because I noticed you have a, a Jeep on your homepage, so uh-huh. obviously people are wanting to quiet them up, but it's it's not always enough to do the floors or the door panels because you get a lot of road noise coming in from the door seals or up around the greenhouse and then there's right. also a lot of companies that have the uh, the hardtop you know insulation panels and stuff what's right. the best way to to quiet a jeep down so i i would say if it were me it, it depends on what you're going to do are you a guy that rolls carpet in your jeep if you do put the dv armor on the floor uh same thing dv skin on the door panels that type of thing on the roof panel that's a tricky one because if you're going to be taking the thing on and off, you don't want, you don't need to add weight to it, right? Um, I, I I would like to say the DB skin would be good up there as well. Um, but Jeep Jeeps are a real 
real tricky because so he's screwed is what you're saying <laughs> no 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 you're you're not screwed you can you can absolutely achieve much better than factory P- part of the problem with factory vehicles are is uh, knowing a couple of like expensive like supercar vehicles that we've had to like they inquire like hey you know can you give us a quote on this bean counter ultimately get involved and the the engineers have an idea bean counters get involved and they have to balance the the idea there because you know uh they're making hundreds of thousands of these things exactly right jeeps i mean how many they making they're they're not gonna two hundred eighty thousand a year yeah if if they if they can if they could save 50 cents on each one by god they're gonna do it yeah that's that's a lot it, it adds up so you know we've we've done that a couple of times a couple of oems will go for it a couple of them will not um so on a Jeep, I would I would go DB skin, door panels. If you have a hard roof panel, obviously you're not going to put it on a bikini top or something like that. I, I like the DB skin up there. I, I like it everywhere. Um, if you're going to be one of those guys, but put the DB armor under the carpet. If you're going to be one of those guys that's just going to like, you know, you have those guys that have like truck bed line everything. I would tell you to put the DB skin down on the bottoms, door panels, everywhere and then truck bed coat over the top of it just so you can get that extra protection extra ruggedness but um i like that i think that makes sense and yeah, where does, where mean, does our I sound mean, the uh, the stealth shield come into play stealth shield is great under carpet or above headliner uh this is actually born it's actually a welding fabric full disclosure that is that's what we make our torch blankets out of and is what i had is i had a guy uh dutch miller from bear breaks he's one of the I guess early on with Hal and uh, a guy named Bart, who's no longer with the company, basically been around since the early days of Bear Breaks. And he's like, Steve, man, I got this Ranger, turbocharged four cylinder Ranger. They live in Phoenix. Bear Breaks is in Phoenix. He's like, dude, the air conditioner ever works in here. So I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I've got this product if you want to try it. So he put this, unbolted his headline, old school Ranger, not one of these new, doesn't really look like a Ranger anymore to me anyway. <laughs> Dropped his headliner, threw this this the the stealth shield up underneath there, and he's like, Steve, that's the first time my air conditioner's ever worked in the summertime here in Phoenix. So it's it's uh it's lightweight, eighth of an inch thick. The there is one huge weakness in that stealth shield and that fact that it does not like wear and tear. So you can't like put it down and then rub your feet on it. It's just gonna disintegrate. Um but it it the the thermal displacement properties of carbon are un, like this pan carbon not carbon fiber but this pan carbon it, it, they're unreal and um that's what this the base material is it's got a fiberglass to kind of hold all the carbon together like a middle layer but it's pan carbon and it's it's unreal like you can literally put a torch on one side of this put your hand on the other and it'll get warm don't get me wrong but your skin is not going to melt off it's unreal that's good i'm a big fan of keeping my skin on my body <laughs> yeah Hey, yeah, so- yeah, I mean, we all are, right? And the cool thing is lightweight. So that is really DB skin and then the, the, the stealth shield on the top of the car. Man, just getting all that heat from You can even sew it into a convertible top and it would make a huge difference. So how much of the business these days is sound versus heat shielding? It's, it's still probably about 85, 15. We're okay. still, we do a lot of industrial in a lot of um, OEM work, which is primarily focused on thermal. What kind of OE but, um, applications, not that you have to give us your uh, your customers' names up or anything yeah. like that, but just like what are the types of things you're doing in the OE world that somebody might notice if uh, if they knew what they were looking at? 
uh, mining, um, off-road, like off-highway off equipment, a lot of heavy-duty stuff. That That's where most of our OE business is. We do do the military stuff as well. That's going to be mainly that's on what? Always, heat shielding for exhausts? It, exhaust. Dude, I'll tell you, the coolest project I ever did was making these missile, like, launch pads for the Israelis. It was part of their Iron Dome system where we had yeah. to make these counter, like, like a... That's what shoots down the scuds over there. Scuds, that's it. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they, they were trying to protect these panels and even be mobile. That was, that was like the coolest thing we ever did. And we still do replacement work for them as well. But that, yeah, that's I really like that stuff. But reducing thermal signatures on vehicles, a lot of that's like stealth shield combined with a few other products. Um, just you know, because even the you know as we get smarter, the enemies get smarter and uh, that type of thing. So we're just doing all we can do. Why the hell can I not buy anything from your website? Um, two things we're not good at <laughs> are are giving money to the governor and uh -huh. number two uh so no sales tax i just don't want to collect sales tax yeah that's really what it comes down to I get and, that. and small orders we're not the we're not like the largest operation around but we're really good at like kind of hey like i make a production run i get that at, done out the door for you it's gone move on to the next thing but so, i find but, what i want on your website and then you make me go and hunt for it I'm not trying to That's insult true. you, but it's like, I, I, I know I you know. have, you, so every, every product has a lazy. find. You're lazy. Listen to me. Every product has it's, a find a dealer button so I can go and no, find it. But I'm yeah, like, I'm already on his website. Yeah. Lazy. So it's one of those things we're, we're really working hard on. We're pretty close to getting there, but I don't want to divulge any information before it's too early. That means you'll come back on and talk to us. I, I come back and talk talk to you guys anytime. I would come back on and do a show strictly about smoking or firearms or whatever the hell else you wanted to talk about. I think uh, you and my man Holman need to spend some uh, alone time together. <laughs> well, how about you should uh, drive up the uh, five freeway a little ways and yeah. uh, uh, come to beautiful Orange County behind the orange curtain. And uh, what we can do is uh, bring some samples with you. And okay. uh, I'll smoke uh, some sort of uh, giant piece of meat while we clean firearms, and you can walk me through your non-automotive application. Hold on a okay, second. That, wait, that'll wait, work. Yeah, wait, that, wait. That, that would work. Yeah, I will bring totally my work. thermal yeah. imaging camera from work, uh -huh. and we can do some uh, testing before and after. I, I I would love to do that. Actually, I I love I love thermal imaging cameras because they they pretty much just it's right in your face, right? It's like. Here it is. You Here's know, with Jay, he aims it, aims it at people's butts, especially his. <laughs> I do that, yeah. yeah. I try yeah. to see if uh, yeah. your fart actually is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and is it? Yes oh, or no? Oh, God, why have I never thought of that? Oh, I'm have you never thought myself. of that? Oh. No, come on. I'm totally disappointed in myself. Now. Us too. Gosh. <laughs> I'm in, step into my office, I'm fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we talked a lot and accomplished very little here with Steve. This yeah. is a, this is the perfect interview to uh, start yeah. off 2021. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Amen, dude. I Amen will. Uh, I will commend Steve and his company Heat Shield Products because if you want to find out more about them, you go to heatshieldproducts.com or you go to Instagram at Heat Shield Products, or Facebook at Heat Shield Products. You've done it right. Well, so yeah. Holman loves when everything's named the same. Right. Because a lot of yeah. companies, it's like Joe's Diesel Shack, and it's 
it's like Joe's Joe shack Joe's of diesel. Yeah, it's like Diesel House with Joe. It's like <laughs> yeah. which... somebody will somebody will steal the name too. You know. Yeah. You know, real the real reason why I don't sell direct, Jay, is because I want you guys to sell direct off your website. I know, but we only sell our own stuff. You know, we don't. Yeah, I know. Kinda, yeah. Well, I I could I could totally tailor and custom make stuff just for you. Well, I mean, now you're talking turbo blankets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Could you make? I, I, wait, 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 pause. Wait, wait. Time out. Okay. Can you make truck yeah. show podcast uh, heat shielding products? Masks. You give me. Keep the, all the you heat give me in. The artwork and I'll, you give me the artwork and I'll make it happen. I don't know what we would sell, but it would be cool <laughs> to have one. We can't even sell T-shirts. No, we can't. At store.motortrend.com, <laughs> where you have to type in the Truck Show Podcast. And, and search because we're not on the homepage. Right. Dude, sh- you know what? Shirt, T-shirts and stuff like that, we, we do them too. Those are great Like if you're doing an event, but hell, who can do an event anymore? Especially not in California. No kidding. We can't even do yeah. a podcast half the time. You know what we should do? Yeah, well. How about a, a Truck Show Podcast heat shield blanket shirt? And then you just wear it like a T-shirt. Make it out of no, because yes. it'd be scratchy, and you'd be like, it would hurt. Well, like no, hell. Then, then you put that, uh, you put the stealth stuff on the inside, <laughs> so it's soft again. Yeah, your we could, kit. we could. Oh yeah, totally do that. It, it wouldn't be itchy at all. No one would complain. How about a barbecue but apron your, your, to go your with my phone smoker? Number is going on there when we send them out. <laughs> All right, listen, if, if you guys have any questions, call Steve Direct. His number, no, no, no. Go to heatshieldproducts.com. Whether yeah. you're looking for a turbo blanket, you're looking to wrap the uh, the headers on your car, or truck, yeah. whether you're looking, you're looking a for a, uh, yeah. a barbecue apron made out of heat shield material so that your hot barbecue sauce doesn't splatter you through your skin. There mm-hmm. you go. See, that would be awesome. Yeah. No, see, and, and we're going to do, we're really making a push on new products this year. This year, I've been. We got to move ahead of us. We're moving into a new building, and I'm doling off more duty so I can get back more to innovating, which is what where I need to be. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Product suggestions. You know, if it's viable, something we think we can take a look at, I'll, I'll absolutely do it. I mean, the best, the best, the way we get better as a company is listening to people that actually use the products. Um, you know, we test them as much as we can, but. We're not under every situation, so. It, it sounds like you know, most of the products you've created are, are problem solvers, meaning th- that's, that's how the company is born. We are a problem-solving company. That's what we are. We solve problems. Well, right now your problem, Steve, is us. Yeah. We're the weak link in this no, uh, equation. No, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Heat Shield products across the internet. Find them if yes. you uh, if you've got a heating issue or a sound issue, and you need to get rid of that uh, resonance that's driving you mad. Uh, heatshieldproducts.com. Yeah, and uh, if you if you're looking for an expert on the inside, just give them a call and ask for uh, yeah. Steve High Temps. <laughs> Steve High Temps. <laughs> Steve High Temps. There you go. That's it. All right, you're the man. Really appreciate right. it. Thanks, brother. Thank Talk you, to you soon. gentlemen. You guys, you guys have been outstanding and. It was not a disappointment by any stretch in that. <laughs> Outseated expectations. And again, it's an honor to talk to a guy that I used to listen oh, to on the well, radio. Well, listen. It's not that special. I do it all the time. fun of him all the time. No, I mean. You know, I, I don't know why those guys got away with that lightning. You seem like a legit dude. Eh, I wasn't back then. No. I'm not now either. <laughs> no. I wasn't back then. No, listen, Holman you know has to deal with either. me. Holman's got to deal either. with me every uh, every week. and uh, Sometimes several times a week. Yeah. 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 It's not pretty. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, will you sign our petition? Awesome. 
we're, we're trying to sign sure. a petition for 2021, and that's for Lightning to bring in his old uh, sound clips of his early days in radio. Oh, he, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm adding you to the petition right now because yeah. he refuses to do it. You want to hear me with yeah. Michael the Maintenance Man or Big Tad? Yeah. Or, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or K-Rock Sports with Jimmy, dude. That, those were great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know? We need something like Lightning running around 7-Eleven pu- wearing a pumpkin. I know, dude. They used Nothing to make but you do such yeah. stupid... Or stupid barbecue sauce shit. on top of a uh, building yeah. instead of uh, instead of uh, sunscreen. I was trying to shield our listeners from that because not everyone is from yeah. L.A. I know, but it's so still they, funny. They don't know. Uh, yeah, but dude, it's it's hilarious, man. It's yeah. like that's where Johnny Knoxville got it right. Like we used to do a lot of the stupid things those guys did, and you know, but they were smart enough to videotape. Yeah, they just put on a platform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you should have videotaped it, Lightning. You, dude, can you imagine the money you'd make on YouTube right now? Uh, I mean, if I had done it whack in the beginning of YouTube, yeah, I'd be a gazillionaire. Yeah, for well, sure. I mean, even now, like, look at look at like guys like Cletus McFarland. They kind of come up three years, three years, four years later. He owns a racetrack, dude. It's true. That could be you. It won't be though. It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Pure honesty. That's the way to be. All right, gentlemen, you guys have you guys have an outstanding evening. All, All right. right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Steve. Right. I, I, I got to go. I gotta know, I'm out of beer. I need a new okay. one. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you. Right. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Holman, this is our news segment where I quiz you. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? All right. I'm guessing probably not. Uh, I don't know. I think you might do all right. All right. First question. Recently, in Europe... What were the percentage of new vehicle sales that were pickups? How would I know how many pickups are in Europe? <laughs> I'm just asking. Maybe maybe it's a guess. Don't, don't don't Google anything. Get off your get off your computer. I'm not. You are Googling right now. I am not. Then what's your answer? Uh, what is your answer? Is it I mean, I don't even know if in Europe what percentage of vehicles sold I've are been pickups. To Europe and they're not that many. Mm-hmm. Uh 22%. Very close. 18%. No, all right. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Definitely not America. I'm going to give you a ding for that one. Thank all right. You. All right. Next question. In 2020, what was the most popular Chevy Silverado trim level? The WT, the work truck, the custom, the custom trail boss, the LT, the RST, the LT trail boss, the LTZ, or the high country, which one was the most popular Chevy Silverado trim level? Uh, I mean, it's easy to say the custom because of the cheap entry price. Uh, but I've seen a, just a grip of trail bosses. <sighs> but I think it's going to be bread and butter. I think it's going to be an LT. Right down the middle. Really? Should have gone with your gut. Custom, my friend. Custom. Yep, is, custom. Is that obviously fleet sales? Uh, I don't know. This is from Chevy. Mm. So I, I don't know. They didn't break it down. All right, I get half sales. a point for that. Get half a day. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I give you that. Okay. What is the common name for the pickup in Romania? What? <laughs> pickup Truxy? I have no idea. You're funny. That's funny. You're close. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, hold on. Do I have to... I should call my friend Laura, who actually is Romanian. No, you shouldn't. You should just guess. There's uh, no way you're going to get this. Peek up, Druxy. <laughs> no. It's actually called a slipper. 
Yeah, never would have guessed no, that. And, uh, the, right. and no one knows why it's called a slipper. If you know, uh, let us know. Uh, of the states I'm going to mention, which has the most registered pickups? California, Texas, or Florida? Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? All right. So of the states, I'm going to mention which has the most registered pickups. California, Texas, Florida. All right. So this is a trick question because pickups per capita, I think, is going to be Texas. But California being more populous, I'm going to say that uh, California rules the roost when it comes to pickup truck registrations. Yeah! You would be correct. California leads with the most registered pickups in the United States. Over 4.5 million pickups are found in the Golden State. In second place, Texas with 4.1 million. Yeah. And third is Florida rolling in with just over 2 million pickups. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even... I, Florida wasn't even a credible uh, contender in that list. Mm. Okay. There's a lot of trucks there, but it just doesn't have trucks. the population to uh, to carry it, uh, you know, carry the torch for the day. In 2020... What is the most popular pickup among Hispanic Americans? Among Hispanic Americans. I'm going to go with uh, Chevy. Ooh, Chevy what? Oh, come on. Come on, just give me some No, specific. see, I'm right. Uh, so you got, I'll give you a ding for that. Chevy what? Uh, Silverado 1500. That's it, Chevy Silverado 1500. You're dead on. Okay. What was the first Chevy truck? What was the first Chevy truck? Yes. Like back in 1907 yep. or something like that? It's a little later. The, the 100th anniversary was, oh, let me think about this. The Chevy Centennial, it's 21, was in 19, so I think it was in 1909. And I don't know if they just called it the Chevy truck. I can't remember. Well, I hope this is not bogus information that I'm giving out because okay. everyone will call me out. But uh, according to this, it was the 1918 one-ton. Okay, so 1918. I was thinking. So yeah, that's right. I was I was doing 110 years. Okay. So yeah, 19. We saw the 18 Chevy. The, if you remember, the uh, 100th anniversary editions had that special blue bow tie with the right. cool old school script in it. So now it makes sense. Uh, so you don't get a ding or a buzz on that one. Last one in the U.S. How many light duty pickups are currently on the road, according to the Specialty Equipment Market Association? By the way, that's SEMA. A lot mm -hmm. of people think it's Manufacturers Association, but it's not. It's a no. market. Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was called back in the uh, 50s and 60s? SEMA? At, well, it wasn't in the 50s, but the uh, 60s, Dodger 60s, Stadium. Right. Yep, yep, where the first show was. Uh, it might have been – God, I can't remember if it was a specialty. Nope. All right. I, I, it's in my – I've you know, you're gonna You're going to kill yourself time. when I say this. You ready? No, it's street equipment. Ooh, close. <sighs> street. You're so close. What do you like to do in your in your truck, on the highway? Sleep. What? Eat tacos. <laughs> no. Oh. Do you drive slow? Uh, yes. God damn it! <laughs> Speed Equipment Speed. Market Association. Yeah, right. Yes. I know right. something like that. Um, in the U.S., how many light duty pickups are currently on the road? If you had to uh, make a guess here. Well, let's see. The market is about I want to say is it ten million a year. And Not how many are sold. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, okay, no. I'm, work, right. I'm working my way through it. There's 330 million people in America, mm -hmm. and there's 10 million trucks a year mm -hmm. sold. Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? In 
2021, I, how many pickups are on the road today, give or take a million? Uh, I'm going to say there's probably not two per person. So it's going to be, it's not going to be like guns where it's like, you know, a billion uh, where there's like 2.5 guns per person or something. Right. I think it'll probably be closer to the size of the population of the U.S., but probably slightly under, I'm going to say 300 million. This hurts. Oh, wow. 164 million, which is about 42% of all mm. vehicles currently on the road. That, is, that sounds low to me. I mean, they did the market research. I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds low to me. I, I would have thought that uh, most people with pickup trucks, are they're like potato chips. They don't have just one. Well, see, but you remember, you have to take, there. it's not just all the pickups that were ever made. It's, no, you got to take a bunch out of service. No, you know? well, there's a lot of people like me who have multiple vehicles I'm paying registration for that aren't in service. Or yeah. people have multiple, they have the work truck and they have their home truck. Hmm. So, I don't know, sounds low. I, 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 I would have thought it would have been... Would have been higher. I'm so not you now. think there's some bogosity in my yeah. uh, trivia? No, I don't think there's any bogosity at all. I'm just surprised that it's that low. Well, this was the inaugural trip of... Can you guess? Can you guess? Can you guess the thing? Okay, so next time I get to do the questions for you. I'm going to... Fa- it's just going to be buzzes the whole way through. It's yeah. Just, it's this, after this, uh-huh. after this. I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, Next episode? I think this is because you're the genius here in this area, mm-hmm. and I'm the color commentary, what as they say. What if I dumb it down and ask you questions you should know? Look, I'll try. I'll do anything <laughs> for comedy, but uh, just know in advance it's going to be an annoying number of buzzes sequentially. Uh, yeah, there'll be people rooting for you. You're the underdog. <laughs> they'll be cheering from the cab of their truck. Lightning! 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 Oh, uh, no, no. Go, no, it's not. It's blah, blah. And then they'll go, no! Right, they're going to be screaming at their dashboard, pounding their horn. Yeah, You're an idiot! I can't back God you! Damn it, freaking moron! I need to back a better horse! <laughs> All right, so what are we doing now? We call him Mr. Jordan Mulbauer of Daytona Truck Meet fame. Uh, yeah, got a text message from him that I am anxious to get to the bottom of. All right, then you should press that green button on your phone that says dial. What else says call? No, it doesn't. It's just a picture of a phone. Are you dialing already? Yes, I am. Domino's Pizza. Hey! Oh, I didn't know you were going to do updates. Do it again. Ready? One, two, three, go. Jordan has update. 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 Hey, shut up. Update. I have an intro. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. That could be the first time I've ever told a guest to shut up. <laughs> well, Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, he's not that much of a guest. He's more like our little brother. He's family. His family. Yeah. Yeah. You caught me on a good night. I've, I've had a good day. So. Oh, oh I like that. What, uh, you mean, uh, so you not have to use your AK? No, no, not yet. <laughs> Does he have an AK? Uh, he lives in Florida. He has an AK. Gotcha. What kind of guns do you actually have? We don't speak about that. Okay, gotcha. He lost them all in a uh, boating accident. <laughs> was your good... I'll have a knock on my door here at the end of the night. <laughs> Jordan, was your good news having to do with Daytona Truck Meet, or you just had a good day at work, or you uh, stuccoed the new house? What, what'd you do? It's just a good day in general. It's always a good day with Daytona. We're selling space like crazy. We're trying to get uh, more sponsors on. It's continuous motion with Daytona Truck Meet, man. It's its, its own like dynamic monster, but... Yeah, house, good house news today, you know, realizing I don't have to pay as much. The interest rates are 
stupid low oh, right yeah. now. We're, we're just talking about that. Yeah, off the air. Off the air. Nine percent for interest rate right now for thirty years. So I am I am so happy. Wait, what'd you get? Two point seven nine percent. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good rate. I just refied. I got a uh, two. Let's uh, see, three point uh, two seven five. And I told my guy if it gets uh, half a point under, and we're right there. So I'm like, man, do I refi again? Mm, yeah, that's Maybe. good. I mean, I might. That's good. I might. I got a roof and a house color change to pay for. I apparently. forgot what I get in. I thought I. I think it was in at two eight. <laughs> no, you're higher. I think you're in at three eight or something. Three eight? No, yeah. no, because originally was I was in at four. I was in oh, at four you and refied. a quarter. Yeah, I refied and then I got it like two eight seven five. I think is what well, I. You just want to be better out. than Jordan. You just want to poop on his house. Yeah, parade. but but here's the thing: is Jordan has a really cool event. You know what I have? A uh, really cool podcast. This. Yeah, this is awesome. This. <laughs> Jordan, this is so hey, awesome. Jordan, who has a really cool event, wants to be a part of this. Can I just read the text message we got from you like a couple weeks ago? Go for it. it says, what's up, boys? Putting in my orders for this year's trophies. Can I count on you for t- the TSP award? If you're not sure, let me know. We can circle back closer to the show. Or if you want to have something made that works too, but be more than happy to take care of that, I will, I repeat, I will have... A golf cart reserved for you this year, and I will have some fresh Dr. Pepper and monsters on ice ready to go. <laughs> Holman, I'm not gonna lie, it brought a tear to my eye. When 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 you yell, yeah. warn me because you totally distorted. There's nothing. No, I, can I do know about it's it awesome. Now. I just, did that on purpose. Just killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, he does mention also. There's nothing special for Jay, but does say uh, Sean. I'll have a very special bottle of bourbon for us to share if you show up. He's mm. uh, in the process of securing some Pappy 15 year. Oh, hope you guys are doing well. And uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy 15 year. Can Ooh. can you explain? Was that on the air or off the air? It was no, off the air. It was off the with air. Greg from Deck on the last episode yes. talking about Pappy Chopper. Uh, whoops, sorry, Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Pull back the curtain. He's Greg to us, but yeah, everyone Chopper else to the Chopper. World. Okay, yeah, Chopper yeah. of the world. Yep. So anyway, Chopper was here with us, and you guys off the air were talking about Pappy. Yeah. And how it's, it's yeah it's the uh, mm. bourbon whiskey, whiskey bourbon bourbon to bourbon. have. Well, Why? It, it's it's. We're talking about he knew the family that uh, owns it, and I guess one of the daughters or something does marketing, and they've sort of made Pappy into this no. One of his buddies dated or is married to one of the daughters, something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this, that's the guy you need to know. I right. know, but he was saying that even his friends within Pappy don't get bottles of Pappy, and Dude, so the allegations are crazy. It's it's tough to get any kind of stuff from Pappy. Yeah. I mean, especially over here on the East Coast, and it's, it's, it's like. Tough. I want to say, depending on the bottle, if it's 15 or what's the other one? Is it 25 or 30? I want to say it's uh, 20, 23 year, 23. 15 year. Others are 12 and a 10 year. So I want to say the 15 is around, what, three grand a bottle and the 23 no. is almost five? No. See, what's crazy is when all that. When all that stuff hits retail, it's around a hundred and twenty to you know two hundred dollars a bottle. But secondary rates, you're talking like fifteen hundred dollars for a fifteen year, and then you're up into the twenty hundred dollars for like a twenty three year. So this is the yeah. uh, supreme of uh, yeah um, alcohol. Well, it's up there. Uh, but I will tell you that I had Weller, which is right up there with Pappy, but but maybe from a pricing standpoint, a little bit lower. And I actually liked Weller a little bit better than Pappy. 
But I don't really. It's the same. It's the same Mashville. It's just where it's put in the distillery because it all comes yeah. from Buffalo Trace. Which I like, just simple Buffalo Trace too. That's just uh, you know, I'll drink that all night. And so, Jordan, wait a minute. Are since when were you like super Florida baller when you could <laughs> start buying like top shelf alcohol? Well, I don't know. It's it's my ADHD makes me super highly focused on certain things, and when I get <laughs> this, I go a little crazy on it. And I literally haven't. I've only been collecting for the past like eight months and I've, uh, I don't even know a price tag to put on my collection, but it's definitely high up there. I mean, I'm staring at a bottle right now. It's, it's a Michter's 20 year bottle. Michter's. I love it. Mm. That's, that's a $2,500 bottle itself. Yeah. yeah Michter's is great. Um, I will say reading the rest of your text, you do mention I moved into my new house and have a spare bed, not bedroom. Mm-hmm. Spare bed yeah. <laughs> with your name on yeah. it, and it's on the porch. And he's, yeah, well, and he's talking about, uh, and he's talking about uh, liquoring me up. So, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. sexy time! Brown cow. I'm gonna. It's a full size bed. It's just just big enough for both y'all to cuddle up. Yeah, yeah that's not gonna happen. Yeah, buddy. I got a full size yeah. truck. I'd rather sleep in the back of you know Banks Warehouse. Uh. Um, <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. Where's Billy Morgan? Oh, my God. All right, so uh, uh, sleeping arrangements aside, I'll tell you, if I do a stay at your house, you may find uh, three, four, 12 bottles open as I do my own uh, bourbon and whiskey tasting at your expense. Um, but that could, that could get very costly. Well, I, I get all this stuff to drink. It's uh, Most people buy it so that they can resell it and make money, but I actually like to enjoy it. I mean, I've really Good come to love here in the last, like, Six months, like I said, it's 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 crazy, man. It's a different world, you know. How's your cigar game off? these days? I, I don't smoke cigars. See, at all. that's how different. you have to up up your bourbon. Uh, you know, bourbon points. You got to have a cigar with it. Well, so. I, I'm curious yeah. how you discovered bourbon. It was literally just a, a one trip deal. I went to a restaurant and I tried like a ten year flight, and I remember it was uh, Henry McKenna ten year, and I tried that, and I instantly that was the one bourbon that like got me hooked on it, and then. I was researching, and then the next week I was buying like ten bottles a week, and then it was ten bottles a day, and now I'm. Damn, dude, ten bottles yeah. a day! Holy yeah, Moses. there's definitely been days I've I've bought at least ten bottles in one one single shot. Wow, Daytona truck beat, uh, folks. <laughs> Do it good uh, to you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Daytona, oh, got... Daytona truck beat, uh, we've got the dates. Uh, you are announcing June 11 through 13th at. Uh, Daytona Super Speedway, International Speedway. Yeah, man, we can't wait to do it this year. It's um, with Florida being as wide open as it is with COVID and all, it's it's uh, it's a blessing for us because a lot of people are really trying to find an outlet to get out and do something. They just are sick and tired of sitting at home, man. And um, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably have to have a mask policy and stuff like that, but that's nothing we can't do with. It's a little piece of cloth, but um, hell, even myself just. Up here in uh, Northeast Florida, I haven't really worn a mask in like a week. Haven't really had to. There's no mandates, stuff like that. I'm sure that might change here pretty soon with you know who getting in office. But we're excited to have the show. No, no, uh, no issues with having to reschedule or cancel. There's no worries on that with Florida being as wide open as it is. So, yeah, man, I, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> what are we under five months away? 142 days. So, Yo, so what to do. what's going to be different uh, about this year than last year or the year prior? So last year, the big breakout news was Lightning didn't get a, uh, a golf cart. But then the year before <laughs> was that? Lightning and Holman were there, and there was – no, no. But all, in all seriousness, what's going to be different there for vendors? What's different for the event as a whole? 
I'm trying to get a concert this year. Um, that's going to be tough with COVID and all that, with crowding around. But what we're trying to do is like a like a tailgating party situation where basically everybody be in their own little bubble because they'll be in their you know the back of their truck. Something like that. We're uh, we're working on truck pools. We're working on nightlife across pools. the street. We we did get um, the approval to do the after hours events at nighttime across the street at One Daytona. So oh, nice. that's there. good because that yeah. to me was almost as fun as the event. Now yeah. I know that Talk you about were, a party town. Yeah, I know that you yeah. don't make any money from that, but let's be honest, that was a that's big party across come. the street yeah. and. Um, the, when I got there this last year and took my kid, we went down to that restaurant. I can't remember what it was called, but it was right on the sand. I mean, it was on the sand and we were able to watch all the trucks parade back and forth on the sand. And that's Mm -hmm. so different. I know you're used to that. You grew up with that, but man, being from California and the West coast, you go on the sand down here, you get, I mean, you're, you're going to end up in jail. And to see that big parade of trucks on the sand, and then we're cruising and throwing beads and having fun and doing all that and just blasting music, that is a party. I'm just hoping COVID is so low at that point that we can all enjoy ourselves again. I, for one, am going to go to uh, Mizzy Mask and going to get myself a Jordan's face mask. (laughs) But that's only from the nose down. That's why it's funny. (laughs) Do you think people will confuse me for uh, our gingered friend here? Uh, no, yeah. no. Well, maybe I don't know. If you wore a hat, a straw hat, and a golf cart. Yeah, but see, you've got the crow's feet, and you're old and oh, wrinkly. Old. So well, yeah, but it's like, and he's got the baby face. It's like looking at you in the mirror. How dare you? <laughs> without, across the table. without without the big belly. The way it started, because when you started Daytona Truck Meet, what is it? Seven years now? Seven years ago? Eight. Something like that? The, yeah, this is the eighth year. This is the eighth year. Okay. Yeah. Is that it was like a, a a traveling circus. Wherever these hundreds and hundreds of trucks went, that's where the party was. If they ended up in yeah. a parking lot, if they ended up on the beach or wherever they were, that's where the party was. And that's what I think is so neat. And that it's like when people couldn't go to that to the parking lot or the, the mall across the street, there was just nothing going on. And guys were getting tickets because they were just strolling, you know, they were cruising up and down and making too much noise on the boulevard. But if they can go afterwards and chill in the parking lot, that was fun. But I'd also like to see like a club night or I'd like to, or something where, you know, people can, I guess you can't socially distance in a club, but like, well, that's I what I say. Let, let, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you what, definitely. I just want more activities. Well, let's this just... is this is Florida here. We can we yeah. kind of do what we want, and I'm like we've spoken about before like in the past. You know, it started on the beach. It's it's all about getting around town, and I'm working. I'm trying to work my way back to the beach side so I can do events out there. It's just a little weird with the city and everything. I. Try to organize it as much as possible, but organized chaos is a little tough to deal with. But yeah, I I agree I agree with the the club night, and I actually will be announcing here pretty soon. And here's a little news for you: um, uh, we teamed up with one of the local clubs out there that we're going to be doing a VIP experience. You'll be able to come with me to one of the clubs, and you'll be able to party with me and the crew on Saturday night. I think is what we're doing after the show. So. A little bit of fun there. All the clubs are open down here. Bars, all that stuff's wide open. So You and Patrick built this thing from nothing. It wasn't even a napkin. It was just you guys drinking a beer on the beach. Yeah, basically. I mean, eight years ago, Patrick was, uh, he wasn't involved in it just at that point because it was just me and like eight other Instagram pages who just decided to have a truck meet on the beach and then realized how big it was and i was the one to take the extra steps to go get the insurance to go get the permits to go get the approval to do you know boosts and such and grow it from there and then 
you're growing from just, you know, on the beach and on the streets to bringing it into a convention center, you know, that took more manpower and knowledge of stuff that I really don't know. So having Patrick come in and help me was, was huge. And it's, it's both of our genius that, that has made this show what it is. And the show, it works for itself. It, it grows every single year. Obviously last year was a little difficult, but it looks like it's bouncing right back even bigger than it did before. So uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy to look back and think, you know, what I was doing back then. And here we are now dealing with this monster and, you know, I got to keep it going, man. It's uh, it's growing every year, and I'm blessed. Well, we're so. just hoping we get to get up on a stage like we did a few years ago and uh, excite the crowd. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I, got, I got the CO, we got the CO2 cannon already on. Yeah, yeah. Holman got a little creative with the CO2 cannon and some uh, some some friends of ours, some yeah, female just, friends of yeah, ours, yeah, that well, were on stage. Yeah, right. it was hot, and the CO2 cannon shaking cool that air. thing. Yes, pulled them off. Yeah, you did good. Hey. Did good. Uh, are you going to do a mobile stage where you could have a big uh, truck on a uh, 44s on 22s towing the band around, and that way it's truly socially distanced? That's not a bad idea. Actually. Yeah, you know, huh? mobilize the crowd. Yeah. So everyone... What if you? Because you already have a like a big circle track around everybody. Why don't you just put Ooh. the band and you just already, motor around? I already have a name for it. I got a name for it. It's called. It's going to be called Sean Shaggin Wagon. And it's gonna be <laughs> my, my my wife might disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> I I don't know about the band thing. I mean, I love bands are good when you go to see a band, but the problem is when you spend the money for a band, it's not unless you're getting a big act which you can't afford. How do you know he can't um, afford? I, it's, it's a waste of money. I'm telling you, I've been to a thousand events. What if he knows somebody? You, he's just a truck enthusiast and says, I'm, I want in. Mm-hmm. Won't do it. They won't do it because their manager won't allow them to yeah, do it. Yeah, well, they're, then they should fire their manager. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. So I think the best That's thing when you is, get like a really big band who, you know, it's like Daytona Truck Meet featuring Saturday Night Entertainment of... Noggin Master, Black Noggin, Noggin Master is great. Right? Except, I don't know. No, except that they're ska. <laughs> yeah, well, so, it doesn't matter if they're ska. That's great. Right? <laughs> but my whole point is, like, you have like like Goat Rodeo, right? And some actual mm-hmm. fam- famous band, and then nobody knows until you're there that you mm-hmm. have some rad band there. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find that hidden talent. But even uh, thanks to COVID, you know, all the rates have gone down on all the the uh, artists they're they're really struggling right now oh, so interesting. we'd be more than happy to hire somebody and get them back on the stage especially in Florida like i said it's wide open so take it take advantage of it while we can yeah you know? i mean look there are a lot of uh, you know upstart country artists things like that i'm sure you can get but again you're not going to have people that will don't misunderstand you if you have a band People will not pay, and let's just say big band, will not pay to get in to see that band. So there, there's very little ROI on having a band there other than, well, that's cool. They have a band as people walk by and some will collect. But if you pay more than, let's call it 15, 20 grand for a band. Okay, Debbie Downer. I know I'm saying. It's like, a, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to prevent him. I'd rather spend, <laughs> I spend think, 20 grand look, look at me. on an look outside at, stop, event. Stop. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Look at what you've done mm-hmm. in your life in the last seven years, and look at what Jordan's done with his in the last seven years. I think he can handle this. <laughs> I got it. There's some. I have some wisdom in this area. Uh huh. I do. I'm. I'm not denying that. But let you are denying that. I'm not. I know you have wisdom in the area. I'm just saying. I think Jordan. I think he's got it figured out. And selfishly, if he's able to get a rad band, I want to see it. 
Well, if because you can get like a red I, badge if for I'm free, friends with the guy who owns the show, mm-hmm. that means you know you're getting a backstage pass. Absolutely. First, he's going to have to have a backstage. Then he can give you a backstage pass. Uh, it'll be uh, the passenger side of whatever wagon is <laughs> being towed around. Yeah, Sean's yeah, wagon wagon or whatever right. you call it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Have, have y'all hugged lately? Y'all feel like you got, uh, built up. <laughs> We're not allowed to. No. That's the problem, Jordan. Is because out here in California, we have to practice social distancing. So we haven't had a good embrace in in a number of months. No matter where we. Or or this, we have a piece of plexiglass between us. Always. This or, show is not on YouTube. There's no videos. Y'all can hug each other. We won't even know. We could just say that you y'all y'all were rubbing the microphones together for all we know. Yeah, that's super gross. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan. Um, more importantly, <laughs> let's never do that again. Yeah. Um, if somebody wants to register uh, or get tickets for Daytona Truck Meet, where do they go? What do they do? When is it open? What's all the pertinent info for us? Everything's open right now when it comes to uh, registrations for vehicles. Uh, we are sold out of VIP. Um, everything is available on our website, DaytonaTruckMeet.com. And if you have Instagram, it is one word, Daytona Truck Meet. Just go on there and uh, click the link in our bio to get taken to our website and uh, look on there. I think we're down to like 300 or so spaces left in premium. And we're going to have spectator passes hopefully going up in February. And those will get mailed out about a month before showtime. And if not, we will have uh, vehicle passes and spectator passes available at the show when you get there. So, Jordan, how did, go. how did you sell out of all the VIPs? You just announced it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It, like I said, man, it, it's uh, it's so popular that people know where, where the best spot is because you do the VIP. You're, you're right there on vendor row. So you're on the main strip. You're right next to the vendor booth. You get a free T-shirt with everything. You get entered in every single giveaway that we do, and we do a ton of giveaways. Like right now, Winkle bottles. (laughs) We've got (laughs) a ton of stuff given away. We've got a full set of Fury tires, a full set of American Force wheels, and a full set of lug nuts to go with that. And all you got to do is repost the post that I put on Daytona Truck Meets Instagram. Just share us, get more people, and as soon as we hit 80,000 followers, boom, it's giving giving away to one single person. And then as soon as that one's over, I've got another one lined up right after it. So Look at you and, knowing what you're doing and stuff. Yeah, I might know a thing or two. Well, I mean, that's how he got started, social media. He's the, the social media maven. Hey, uh, what? so we joked a couple of years back when we first started talking to you that the Daytona truck meet had become the SEMA of the South. And I know by following, you know, we all follow some of the same people uh, that are mm-hmm. truck builders that now it's primarily, I find like, you know, Mississippi East, those kind of guys that are building trucks and debuting them at Daytona Truck Meet. Although I yeah. think last year you had a couple guys come from one from Canada and one from mm-hmm. Washington come down, as I recall, to debut mm-hmm. their builds. Do you have anything cooking there, stuff that we can expect to see? Um, for the first time ever at Daytona. Yeah, there's actually, there's a couple builds I've got on my mind right now. And, uh, one of them, his name's Chris Barner and, or I think his Instagram name is like barn built, but he's got this old school truck. He's doing this black and gold. He's going to debut it, uh, at Daytona truck meet in the TIS wheels booth. Uh, that's one I got on my mind. There's another one. It's like an eight door Chevy, crazy like huge truck uh, there's a ton of different builds every year and we still got even with the borders closed down three or four registrations from canada one from saskatchewan and the other three are from ontario 
But as soon as those borders get released, man, it's let's see, two years ago we had over 200 registrations from Canada. So as soon as those borders are let go, man, the floodgates are going to open and the Canadians are coming south. That's a lot of Canucks in one spot. <laughs> I love it. Well, I they're used to being all spread out up there in Canada, and then you just put them in one little town, and, man, they start drinking. They got good beer, and... too. Strong beer. It's like 12% alcohol. They, I always tell them, like, listen, all my Canadian friends, all I want from you is some maple syrup and some of your really good beer. So bring it on. <laughs> And uh, good poutine, not the crappy airport kind that I had. Facts, yes. <laughs> 12%, by the way, on the beers, that's a little high, right? No, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. perfect. Do that all you day long. One. That's all you need. You're good. I, I will never forget what an idiot I am. I, I'm up in uh, San Francisco with the Super Bowl is up there, and we're producing, uh, we're doing a Metallica. It's, I forget what the name of the event was. But uh, was it worth it to have them there? Yes. Okay. Metallica? Checking. Hell yeah. Just checking. Oh, you know what's crazy, though? We, we live streamed it, but it was only open to like, uh, I don't know, like 10,000 people. We it didn't fill the whole park. We like sold a certain limited number of tickets. Anyway, at, the night before that, in preparation, the whole town Super Bowl crazy, and I see there's a 10% night. Like all these all these signs along the, the strip there, a, a bar row. They all say like it's ten percent night, and I'm thinking, oh, bitchin', ten percent off all no. the drinks. No, what no. an idiot! Four or five drinks in, I'm yeah. toast. Hammered. I am liquidated, and I'm telling <laughs> you, and, and I'm like, I like, what's up with this? And like, it's ten percent. I go, I know it's been a, a bargain. It's a lot yeah, less. Yeah, you they're saw like, your bill. They're like, you're an idiot. It's ten percent alcohol. <laughs> Everything blah, is blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Oh yeah. No, I, I yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yes. try to. I want to. I want to have a good drink with y'all one night, and we'll see where the the stories go from there. I, I bet it'd be fun. Uh, you've heard them all on this podcast, so you'd just be hearing them all again in person. No, no, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> I want the ones you can't talk about on there. That's what I'm going. For. Oh yeah, that's those are in the vault. <laughs> those are gonna take some pappies. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of pappy. I might have to go yeah. home with a bottle. That ten percent alcohol is gonna be the key. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Daytona Truck Meet is one of the biggest truck events of the year, and you guys have heard us talking about, if you're new to the podcast, maybe you haven't, but we've been talking to Jordan for, I think, what, four or five years, years, something like that. Episode seven or eight was the first time. Wow. And we're coming up on our third anniversary. Jordan was like 12 years old back then. He was 12. Yeah. 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 He has a big beard now, though. It's amazing. He did, he was able to grow a beard at 13, we uh, we noticed. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a, it's a phenomenal event in if you can get yourself down to Daytona International Speedway, that's June 11th, 11th through the 13th. Okay, 11th through 13th. Yep. Uh, can you do anything at night, or is that a, an issue that you have we with- We just spoke wait, about God the whole yeah. thing! What is wrong you with you? Stop! Why are you so horrible at asking questions? He needs to re-up on his monster. <laughs> Hold on. God damn it, let me finish. Hey, is there anything that you can do at night? <laughs> Can I? Yeah, I didn't even it. finish my goddamn sentence. <laughs> Go this, for is for, it. this is for Holman. <laughs> nope, a couple more times. Okay. The event ends as the sun goes down. I'm wondering, it would be a phenomenal party inside Daytona Speedway if you could if you could extend it into like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. That's where you, you have a DJ come point? out and do and spin, and everyone's stand around at the you know the the beer. Uh, the beer garden? Oh, the cool, beer garden. The cool down zone. Cool down zone. Beer garden. Whatever. I'm wondering yeah. what, can you get permits to extend into the evening? 
I could, but it's three thousand dollars an hour to run the lights. You want to pay that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I had to ask. All right then. Glad we uh, cleared that up. All right, go to a free parking lot where somebody else pays three thousand dollars an hour to run the lights. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, we did have camping one year. Uh, people stayed inside the speedway at night, and some people decided to take a skateboard and go ride up the speedway, you know, mm. on their own accord, and then do donuts in the infield and had to pay the grass bill. So. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because you didn't give them enough to do. Let's be honest. It is cool so, though. Holman and I were standing there when we first went, and we're standing on. The speedway, like right yeah. at the checkered flag, yeah. looking around, going, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" We're actually standing, well, on flew, the track. It was when we flew in. We flew in, and you, you the airport mm-hmm. literally is next to the speedway, and you look out the window and you go, "Wow, that's cool." I've seen that yeah. on TV. Here I am. <laughs> okay, all right. Send all your lightning hate mail to uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, want to find out more about Daytona Truck Meet, head over to uh, you follow them at Daytona Truck Meet or at Truck Fever. Um, or at DaytonaTruckMe.com where you can find out uh, how to register, how to get out there, and uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of our listeners out there. You know, when we were out there, we were a pretty new podcast. I think we've got a lot more people uh, who know us now, so it'd be fun to, to get out with uh, everybody and meet you in person. Yeah, man. You know, guys, it's always a pleasure to have you, so just y'all can call me anytime, day or night. I'll be here. Appreciate that. Jordan Mulbauer, Daytona Truck Meet. Yes, sir. June 11th through 13th at Daytona International Speedway. Boom. All right, brothers. Talk to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Later. Oh, man. It's always great to hear from our friend Jordan. I'm excited to get out there, and I hope I hope that uh, we'll see lots of listeners. But since we aren't seeing listeners right now, how about we read their emails? Okay. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. So ridiculous. What? We're going to have to do one of these shows on like Instagram or Facebook Live where people see us sing along and wiggle our bellies to this stuff. Well, we're just, why we're don't, just a bunch of fat dorks. I know, but why don't we do that during our happy hour? Yeah, you're right. We should do that. No, but I don't know how we can feed audio down. Uh, well, if we plug it into the computer, well, f- we'll figure it out. Why just play it on a speaker? That's dumb. No, they, they need so like stereo a, quality. So is listening to us talk and answer questions for half an hour, but yet people still want that? No, they need some serious stereo quality. All right, how about you read an email? Let me try to get try stereo, stereo quality. quality. No, we're not doing the whole <laughs> stop it. Put it back on stereo okay, and on. read your email. Yeah, That's why the board is broken. It's because I screw with it a lot? Yeah, because you keep using the wrong side of things. All right. Hold on, let me walk oh. over here. Just one second, walk over there. Oh, home. no, come back over here. Can you just read the email? It's done, I'm ready. Where this, do I... epi- this episode is eight hours long. Where do I listen, says Rally Sport 5.3. I'm a longtime listener and love hearing you guys talk about new truck stuff and joking around, too. I listen to you guys while I detail high-end cars and trucks. Oh, that's cool. Thank you very much. I'd like to learn more about your, uh, your business here. I'm going to guess he drives a 2015 Duramax because his email address is 2015 Dirty Max. Oh. I got one from uh, John Tolman here. He says, Lighting and Holman, thanks for the news, info, laughter, and general good listening on my to and from drive to work. I look forward to my Monday morning commute to hear the good bantering between you two and some general truck knowledge. 
General? General. Oh, come on. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do hate, I, I got to say this. Look, people will come at us every great once in a while in, you know, in the, in the Apple, uh, where they leave a, a five-star review or whatever. And like like Holman's belly button? The, the truck knowledge is just <laughs> subpar. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. F you. I'm like, are you serious? It's a free show with two dudes that so, are just having fun. But hold on. It's not just, yes, there's a lot of us just joking around, have fun playing stupid, stupid sound effects. But look, Holman is a wealth of knowledge. It's just, it is what it is. And the people that we interview on the show, you're not going to get that anywhere else. I, you're not going to get Will from Center Force Clutches on any other show talking about clutches for 45 minutes. Like well, It's just in-depth knowledge you're not going to get anywhere else. We should probably have him back on. We probably should. <laughs> we pro- I'm, I'm just, geez, for whatever reason, he just came to mind. Who has the chief of engineering Ram, you or know what I mean? The... Who's got the head of design yeah. at Ford? Like all these things, like no yeah. one does that. We do that. So I, I would like a little bit of credit, people. Oh, I distorted right there. Yeah, Did you hear man, that? You're angry. How, yeah, I was angry. Man, you're, I, just don't scare off our. Uh, I don't know listeners. what's going on lately. We just can't even yell, or this thing pegs. I'm so unhappy I, with our I, equipment right now. I think right it's now. the guy that's, you know, like a loosened up behind. Why? What are you, I keep. You're adjusting, and I'm sounding fuzzy as you're adjusting. No, no. Uh, seriously, <laughs> it's you. every. That's your beard. No, every episode is like you guys have amazing audio quality, and then I look, I go, how is that possible? Because I do a lot in post. God, well, I. What did you touch on the board? I literally sound different right now. How about now? Ah, uh, that's. It's not the volume. There's some fuzz that I'm hearing. No, dude, I'm not touching anything <laughs> All right. that would can, create can I, fuzz. Can I finish John's email? Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, he says, I want to hit you guys up and get your input on the purchase of a used three-row SUV. I know it's the truck show, but SUVs. All right, anyway, he says, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'll be purchasing in May as my family and I return from overseas. We're active military. Thank you for your service. Currently stationed in Belgium. Been overseas for five years and looking forward to our return to the States. Currently, we have a 2014 Grand Cherokee WK2 Overland with a three-liter diesel engine. I had one of those for a year as a long-termer and loved it. It won our uh, SUV of the year, uh, I don't know, probably back in 15 or something like that. Uh, that was a great. That was a great SUV. Uh, says, what did you like most about it? Do you have any recollection? Uh, great fuel economy, great ride, the gr- perfect size. Like it's just a great like family of four, just the perfect size. Wife can drive it easily. It's really nice on a road trip. It rides great. There's it's got pretty decent off road capability. Full skid plates, air suspension that raises up. The eco diesel got you know I want to say my best was high twenties, low thirties, something like that. It was just a great all around size. It's just I'm even to this day. Uh, Grand Cherokee L just got announced on the new platform, but even to this day, the current Grand Cherokee is still a great ride. In fact, I think it's probably going to be the next uh, vehicle for my wife because she wants the new two-row Grand Cherokee, but it won't be out till fall. Only the three rows coming out. And so I'm like, why don't you – there's going to be killer deals on the old body style because it's going to be sitting next to the new one. Let's just get you a nice one of those. And so she sold. So that will bridge us to getting uh, – you know, she's a big grand fan. So, does anyway. that have the? Uh, did it have the uh, arrow mode? Like when you're on the highway, it just like the uh, yeah, the it, Ram truck. Okay, yeah, it has everything. Uh, I mean, the air suspension is basically the same as the Ram truck. Same, same system. Let's see. He says, love the Jeep. Plan to keep it. Have a few mods. Look forward to more. As for our three row SUV, we're looking for the following years and used. Ford Expedition 2017 to 2020. No Max or EL. 2017 is the last year of the old style, but still has the EcoBoost. Not a fan of the first year models. So 2018s are in the group, but bottom of the list. Yukon, Yukon Denali, 18 to 20, would open up to 17s, but they only have six-speed transmission, whereas in 18, they had 10 speeds. However, I think I've heard they had some issues in 18 with the tranny. Armada, QX80, 2017 to 2020. The 294 rear axle is what holds me back, plus the interior seemed dated. I've been a Nissan fan all my life. Grew up learning to drive an 89 hard body, ran like a champ, but was tritone, red, silver, and rust. 
Had a 92 Altima in college. As a young family man, we had an 08 V8 Pathfinder. By the way, those things were cool. Uh, that thing was a beast and would pass anything but a gas station. That's basically a 5.6 Titan engine mm-hmm. in a Frontier chassis. Yeah. It like was a good looking truck it, in it the day. Was, it was cool. Ended up trading it in for my WK2. Fuel mileage doubled in the Jeep. Uh, we'd both like to get a second row. Captain's chairs. We need 4x4s. I hunt and travel on back roads along with trips to places with bad weather. Looking to tow a camper, so they'll all need uh, to have the max tow rating available. I think Ford has the best in those years. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to test drive here in Europe. We'll need the SUV as soon as we get back. Have some trips we're planning to take. Not much time to do it. What are your thoughts? Thanks for your help. Stay safe. And uh, John says, P.S., shoot me an address, and I'll send you some swag. What kind of swag? From his unit. Oh. You, uh, John, if you send me some swag, I'll send you some swag. All right, going to the questions. Ford Expedition, uh, he likes, let's see, last year the old style, but has the EcoBoost. I think that was a pretty good year. Um, the Expeditions themselves, I'm, here's why I don't like the Kind of plain Jane, right? Yeah, but I, I'm, the EcoBoosts have a ton of power. I like them for daily driving. I'm not a big fan for towing because you still have a big old heavy vehicle with a small displacement engine, and those turbos are, are spooling. I know there's a lot of F-150 fans out there like, no, I've had my EcoBoost. I love it. Never had a problem. I tow 28,000 pounds all the time with it, whatever the case may be. Listen, I've got an EcoBoost V6 in my F-100. I like the engine. I'm just, if I'm buying it, especially used, I think it's more complexity than you need. So for me, the Expedition is is middling on the list. Yukon, Yukon Denali, uh, the six speeds were actually great transmissions. It's the eight speeds you want to avoid. So Is that the the eight speeds had the recall, correct? The eight speeds had all sorts of problems. We mm-hmm. hated them. Well, we didn't hate them. We had a lot of issues with them uh, in different products with four-wheeler and truck trend, even in testing. Not a fan of the trans. I don't think they ever got it right. I think they got it better. I think there were some updates that made it better. But I would not say six-speed bad. 8-speed good, 10-speed better. I would say 6-speed good, 10-speed better. Just avoid the 8-speed altogether. Um, and sometimes it depends on whether it comes behind a uh, 5.3 or 6.2. I think on the early years of the 10-speed, you could only get them on the 6.2s. The 10-speed's great. The 6-speed's really good. So no qualms with getting a 6-speed. Don't get hung up there if you find the right vehicle. My two cents, I think the Yukon Denali is a, a really nice vehicle. Um, those years seem to be pretty well built, good ride quality. Do you recall the tow rating, give or take, on the I, Denali? I, I don't know, but I know that the uh, the current Armada has the best at 8,500. I want to say, like, in those years, the max was 7,500, 7,800, 7,900, somewhere in there. Couldn't you get uh, factory airbags on the Denali, like helper bags? I uh, don't believe so. Not on the SUVs. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the Armada QX80 uh, 2017 to 2020. Uh, I wouldn't worry about the 294 rear axle because that that engine has plenty of grunt. And if you're not going to go to bigger tires, trust me, you're not going to miss not having a you know 355s or something like that in it. So don't let the rear axle hold you back. Interior is I don't I wouldn't call it dated. Um, it might not be as technologically advanced as maybe the Yukon and Denali, but I like it a little bit nicer than the Ford. Although the center stack, like we talked about, the new redesign with Armada. Um, the center stack's cleaned up. It might be a little bit cluttered for some people. I like the Armada because it has really good off-road capability. It rides good. It's really big. You can get the second row captain's chairs, great visibility. So on that list, I'm probably going... Well, it sounds like you're leaning Armada, but... Or Yukon Denali. Yeah. I think it depends. It's, it's used. So here's my thing. Unless you find the perfect expedition, that's the right deal, look a little longer... I would say if it's between the Yukon Denali and the Armada, whichever one fits the better the bill. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with either. I think 
Um, there's things to like about each of them. I think there's things that bug me about each of them. But overall, the reliability on their Armada is fantastic. That 5.6, the uh, the transmission in it, all that's really good. Four-wheel drive system. Um, the QX80 has a little bit more sophisticated suspension. Uh, and then the Yukon is, you know, the Denali is a really nice upgrade. So anyway, take that bad advice for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. New Jeep question mark from uh, Lenny. Lightning and Holman. I saw an interesting article the other day. So Jeep recently brought back the truck version with the JT Gladiator. Yeah. Does this article I saw mean that Jeep will bring back the forward control under the new name? Holman, mm-hmm. can you tell us anything about the Jeep forward control from the mm-hmm. past? It looks like it would be a cool vehicle to build up as an off-road or overland rig. Love the show. Can't say I have a favorite episode. They're all great. I just wish they were 11 hours long no, so they could no. last my whole trip from Nashville to Dallas we, every week. We Lenny. need to have, uh, once wow. COVID's gone, we need to have a sweepstakes where you can come spend a show with us mm-hmm. and see that these actually are 11 hour <laughs> long episodes. No, they're not that long. They're, they are too long. Yeah, we, we cut a fair amount out, but uh, uh, yeah. that's for your good. The forward control, how do you answer his question? Uh, yeah, somebody did a rendering and the internet blew up. And they're like, they're going to build this. And it's like, no, nah. not, mm. not, not happening. Okay. I mean, it's cool. Cool rendering, cool concept. Uh, if you've ever driven a forward control, especially when lifted on portals like I have, they are one of the oddest, most um, disconcerting, inducing, yes, disconcerting yeah. things to drive. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever driven. They have a big, giant weight plate. In the back, behind the rear axle, so that the whole thing doesn't tip forward. Oh, so, God. And you're literally sitting, because it's forward control, on top of the rear axle with your legs where like the front bumper is. And so when you go down like steep inclines, like in Moab, which is where we were wheeling up. Oh, my God. It feels like everything's going to fall over you. Yes, like, and you're like, literally looking at the ground in front of you. like there. And you, So this is like driving an Isuzu cab over yes, box van. off-road. Yeah, off-road. It's weird, dude. Oh. Um, I will say it's one of the most unique off-road driving experiences I've had, but it is unnerving. There's, there's like, I mean, once you trust it, it's cool because it's like it can go anywhere and like just it's cool. It's different. But man, was that weird. <laughs> I can see it in your face. Yeah. You're kind of unnerved. And I've driven a, uh, a stock one as well as the one that the Jeep design team did as part of their Moab concepts. Um, so I've a modernized one as well as the original one. And the original one, way scarier. Huh. <laughs> Wait, scary. I'd like to go for a ride. Uh, we got this one. Episode length and COVID listening. This is from Peter T. He says, Lightning and Holman, I'm about halfway through episode 156, and you guys asked about length and COVID. I started listening at episode 28 and have had heard all the rest. Hour and 45 to two hours is a good length. I was doing 30 minutes each way commuting, first responder, so COVID didn't affect that. So that's two days for the episode. Commute drives are where I listen most. The long episodes have been great, though, since the guests were worth it. My commute is stopped for paternity leave with the birth of our second daughter, Girl Dad Times 2. Congrats. Congrats. Girl Dad Times 2. So I've been listening during my runs. Turns out my cadence is the guitar riff for parts department. I'm working my <laughs> way up to the metal innovator motorator. I also listen in the rare time I get working on the Bronco solid axle swap in the garage. Keep up the great work. My commute's coming back. So I'll be listening whatever the length is. Happy New Year. Keep up the great work and keep those parameters mounted. And that's from our friend Peter. Decked toolbox subject line from Branded. So excited to hear about this. So excited to hear about this. The old school toolbox is so outdated. My question is, will this be available through truck manufacturers like GM as an accessory, just like the drawer system? That Um, is a great question. I would imagine at some point probably, but you won't see it right away. I know Decked is keeping it exclusive for a little while and uh, so that they can track... uh, 
customer happiness, satisfaction, shipping, all that kind of stuff. And then it's going to be in some big box stores uh, such as Home Depot. So if you're interested in it, that's where you're going to want to get it for now. I would imagine that down the line they would probably do something with the manufacturer since they have those ties, but I wouldn't expect it as a, you know, any time in the next year or anything like that. If you so. like it and you want it, just go get it. Just, yeah. just yeah, you can buy it online right today. All right, uh, Taylor uh, sends us one modded F-150s. Hey, Lighting and Holman, Taylor Hout from Iowa here. Love the show. Listen to every episode. I just want to be the guy to agree with Lightning. Well, that puts you in a really exclusive club. Club of one. Uh, here in the Midwest, at least, 15%. I have a member. <laughs> yeah, right. 15% is right on about the percentage of F-150s that are modified. I counted at work the other day, 25 2010-plus F-150s, and one is modded, and it's just level and rims around here. It's all bone stock daily drivers. Keep up the great work. And that's from our friend Taylor. By the way, all of our listeners are our friends. Yeah. And thank you for being part of my club. He's the president. Yep. 11,882 minutes, and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy! Subject line from Zach Alexander. Hey, guys, just heard 2020's parting gift, and yep, I spent that much time listening to the show in 2020. I listened while sitting at my desk at work. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder how many people do listen while at work. Because, you know, yeah. I can't listen people to a conversation and type at the same time. No. Uh, but I, I realize a lot of people can, so that's cool. I'm thankful to work for a company that is deemed essential, and we haven't had a single shutdown. I'm finally caught up on all the episodes, that's roughly 155 as of today, in a five-month period. And in my own opinion, there was no suckage. Well, now I know he's lying. Guys, i seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, don't care. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for getting us through 2020. Look forward to another solid year of great truck content. Don't forget to mount your those parameters. Mounter, monitor, key, engine, parameters. All right, here's uh, one from Evan Jones uh, going by Jeeper Jones. He's part of the- uh, Trucker the, Jones the, crew. The, the, the Jones mystery. <laughs> uh, Mo two-hour shows. Is hold on. The, uh, that's it. Hold on. I just saw that on Netflix. The uh, Mo two-hour shows or the Jones- The Jones uh, mystery. Mysteries, yeah. Uh, Lightning and Holman's. <laughs> Lightning and Holman's? There's, uh, there's only one of me. I know I have enough to be two of me, but uh, where and when do I listen? I listen every Monday morning at work, and those two-hour shows are definitely ideal. Currently listening while putting on a Lycoming 390 back together before doing some final testing. Uh, that's a uh, airplane engine, I think. Uh, let's see. What is a Lycoming 390, you might ask? Lightning? Well, it's a 390 cubic inch. Horizontally opposed. <laughs> I like how he knows that I don't yeah. know. Four-cylinder. Yes, a 6.4 liter gas four-cylinder. Holman should be able to let you know what it is usually found in. So there I go. All right. Airplane. Uh, that's going to be my my guess. Or, or is it a tank? Some sort of military well, vehicle. Because doesn't Lycoming make engines for, is it an aircraft? No, Lycoming a- makes a cosmetics for women. No, that's it's Lancome. I know it's bad. I don't even know it's Lancome, so you're <laughs> wrong. You're, anyway, it says uh, rip RIP to the first total TRX. And I don't know if you guys saw that video online. Yeah. I think everybody saw it. You dude, Street Speed. Are you talking about Street Speed 717 yeah. or whatever? Yeah, where he hucked it way past where he hucked his uh, Raptor. And honestly, did you see how little damage there was to the TRX? Although they wouldn't show that front right corner, he showed everything because the tires busted out the back window. But the why door alignment he, why, why, was... Why did he put the tires in the back just to weigh weighted it down? down so that he wouldn't go nose down, which he did anyway. Yeah. And then he did a bad job of tying it down. But whatever jump he hit was so steep, it just... It, the, the, Elon darted. It, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was, But the whole thing was just, 
I'm gonna out whistling diesel, whistling diesel. Funny you should say that because our uh, my last email has to do with that, but we'll get to that in a minute. All so right. anyway, uh, that's from Jeeper Jones. Um, so Jeeper Jones, let us know. I I'm thinking that that's airplane, but 6.4 liter has me guessing that it's too big for a light aircraft. I don't know. Pretty good size. It seems too small for a tank, but is it some sort of transport, military ground vehicle? I don't know. Do I sound stupid right now? Probably. (laughs) Haiku is subject line from uh, Jeffrey Parker Brown. Yeah! All right. Hey, guys. I seem to remember you playing with the idea of giving something away to a listener who guessed the new decked product correctly. And while listening to yesterday's episode, I wrote you a haiku. Thank you. And you thought this was a dumb idea. It still is. And it goes as follows. Uh, don't you need to have, like, poet voice? What's that poet guy from your old show? You have that poet background? And uh, say it in, like, a sh- mix of Shakespeare man? and say it, Shakespeare man. Yeah, voice, say it in a called. Shakespearean accent or something yep. while you're doing it. You read my email. I guessed the correct product. Does that mean I win? <laughs> Love you guys, Jeff Brown. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good. That was a pretty good reading. I'm in, I'm impressed with you. Uh, and you had one final email for this segment. <laughs> I do. Uh, this one says you guys should dot dot dot. It's from oh, that's scary. Monica Gonderman, who is Jason Gonderman's wife, a truck driver. Oh, I love Monica. Who also works for me. Somehow she's cooler than Jason. She says, "Get whistling diesel on the podcast. He's so dreamy. Come on, or do something with him. Imagine the exposure. Sincerely." Anonymous person. <laughs> yeah. Clearly anonymous. <laughs> yeah, not a, uh, if you guys uh, go to fourwheeler.com or trucktrend.com or get the four-wheeler newsletter or the Truck Trend newsletter, uh, Monica is the one who writes every single one of our Truck Show podcast episode recaps. So it forces her to listen to the show, that poor woman. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> we should apologize to her. We are deeply sorry. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. Monica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're sorry. Monica. We're sorry. Monica. <laughs> yeah, no, she uh, she kicks uh, butt. She's uh, awesome. And There's she, no way that she thinks that the whistling diesel dude is cute, right? She's being sarcastic? She's being sarcastic, but that's not the point. The point is, do we or don't we? Because we've had, over the past year, our emails have been polarizing. Either don't ever have that guy on or I will dump this show from my feed forever mm-hmm. or you have to have that guy on because he's crazy. There's no in-between on that one. So here's and the problem. I'm, I'm not sure. Here's what I'm concerned about. I interview. I didn't. I was in the room when the Beastie Boys were interviewed on two or three occasions. And if you watch the Beasties documentary that was out on HBO recently or Netflix or whatever the hell it was, Apple, I think. Okay. It was free to yeah. download wherever it was. Sure. And and it really brought back all these memories, many bad that I had of I loved the Beastie Boys back in the day, as many of us did, but they were the worst interview ever on the planet. Wow. They were awful because they wanted to be awful. They just would have they wouldn't answer the questions or they would be snarky or they would be sarcastic. You'd ask them about the music and they would just they wouldn't answer. It was just really awkward and awful, but every DJ wanted to interview them because they were the freaking Beastie Boys. Yeah. But they were just going to be those dudes that just wanted to prank you, like, or just be, they, it's just, it, it was painful to listen to. <laughs> it was, and so what I'm concerned with, with yeah. the Whistling Diesel guy, is that I think while he has a really good story, 
I don't think he would be serious. That would be my concern. Meaning he would come on here and it would be a train wreck of an interview because he just wants yeah, but to Yeah, the difference is you us. did your stuff live and we could just not air it if it's bad. We, we, we could do that. It would be a waste of our time. But I, I think what he's got going on, and it's interesting now because when he started in this, I just, I, you know, as I do, I watch his videos, not all of them, but most. And in the most recent one where he bought a Hellcat and he he drove the Hellcat right out of the dealership and proceeded to blow the tires right in front of his barn, just doing burnouts. And it'll be that car will be totaled inside of three days, you know, and he spent 55 grand on it. Yeah, I just but but what in this episode, Holman. He, I think for a, just a second, he was kind of being serious. For just a moment, he was being serious. He's like, when I started this, I fed off the haters. Like, he's that guy. He he loves to be hated. He wants to be the villain. He wants to be the Joker, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is now he's got legions of young dudes that worship him, and they want him to break the next supercar, break the next you know, quarter-million-dollar SEMA truck, right? They're looking forward to it. So now he's like, well, how do I— make people hate me like he that's what he, yeah he's and, being fed and it off sucks of. because you know like i get the whole jackassery of it i get that i want to do these wild outlandish things but what i end up circling back to is the guy that put blood and soul and tears and whatever else into a build that's just getting destroyed but he, he it just like the jackass guys back in the day they would show that they have they had no respect for whatever that. No, I know that's, thing what, that's what I'm saying. Well, and that's they, what he's doing. It's the right. modern jackass. Where, yeah. and I also think it's interesting because he's literally giving the bird yeah. to the guys like you and me yeah. who go out and wash and wax our trucks. Yeah, I want to. I want to give him props for finding an audience and and his niche and doing his thing because clearly he's good at it. Clearly, people like watching train wrecks. People like the destruction. He's funny, but he's charming. He's just, charming in a really it just weird rubs way. Rubs me wrong from the standpoint of I'm a I'm a car guy. It, to me, it's like the first guy who launched the TRX and you know tried to total it for clicks. Let me ask you this: or the guy who goes out and and you know crashes a vintage what? I just I don't it just doesn't sit well with me. Let me ask you this: remember back in the day when Bam Margera was yep. making tons and tons of money? Yeah, and Bam took a Hacksaw or whatever he took and he bought a brand new purple Lam- or whatever the color is, Lamborghini and then he hacksawed off the roof because he yeah. wanted it to turn it into a, a convertible. convertible. And while a lot of people thought that was funny because it was Bam Margera, I was at home going, oh my, they've just desecrated, you know, destroyed so a me, Lamborghini. Like, how, like, how did you feel about that? I just, it's like all the Fall Guy trucks or all the cars on chips. If you watch a rerun of chips and see all the awesome vintage iron doing barrel rolls on the freeway or Dukes of Hazard, or the more stuff that we destroy now, the less it, it is for, you know, less that is no. out there for our our next generation well, to hold enjoy. Hold on, but you're confused. Hold on. No, these no, are don't, two different so things. don't say I'm confusing something. But you, these are two very no, different you things. You asked me what I felt and what my thoughts were, and then you proceeded to say, no, you're But I want you to answer, it. like, when a guy... A TV show is one thing. No, it's they're not. Bu- they're buying some of those no, cars aren't even the real cars. No, you, all those cars were the real cars back in the seventies and eighties. Today they might not be the real cars, and they destroyed so many real square bodies back then that they built a jump truck because they were destroying everything that they were touching. The my point is that gratuitous destruction for a car guy who likes vintage and the history and the story of things. It just to me, it's just it's it's meaning. It's it's meaningless. 
It's like I get that you're doing it for the clicks and your revenue for yourself. It just seems selfish to me. Like I want to err on the good of doing something for humanity. I'd rather back somebody who's bringing a car back from the dead or a truck back from the dead that's never going to be on the road again because it's so rusted out and it's so destroyed that they're going to put that that soul and passion and 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 blood and tears and sweat to putting something that was going to the difference was if it weren't for that guy that thing would be in the crusher and melted down for scrap. But instead, it's now on the road with a license plate and roadworthy and people can enjoy it again. Listen. I just don't like people who take other people's hard work and destroy it. I agree with Especially you. Especially when the reason is for selfishly to make money and get clicks out of it. Yeah, it's good entertainment, I mean, it's, it's, though. I get it. It's, it's entertainment. With my F100 or whatever. I'm just the custodian because that thing's going to outlast me in my lifetime. I'm going to kick rocks at some point and be peace out and that thing's still going to be on earth and I feel like I'm just the custodian for now to get it to the next generation so that they can enjoy it as well yeah I, I think that a guy like him must be looking at the world through a different lens if of he's like because he he's like I'm I, we are more important than the vehicle and by the way I don't hate him no neither do I I just I it's just hard for me to to get you know I it's just not my not my jam I'd rather see somebody do something good with that big of an audience and productive and I'd rather see something good come out of it and see something reborn, interestingly, than, than destroyed. I'm just not a guy that likes to see things destroyed for no reason in anything, in society and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like, I just think that we're better off when people work together to do something good, especially when you have that audience. You have that power with people. You have that influence. Use it for good. That's all I'm saying. So it sounds like you're still on the fence, whether you talk to him or not. Yeah, uh, no, I'll talk to him, but I, do I want him on the show? I mean, I don't know. Somebody's probably going to go, dude, the t- truck show was talking about you. And he'll listen to this and go, ah, screw those guys. I don't know. Or he'll say, hey, guys, uh, let me tell you my story. And I, if he was going to be genuine and really tell us a story and where he's coming from, I'd be interested. Sure. Because he's going to have a good story. Yeah. No, I'm sure he has a good story. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Well, that's happy note. Why don't we... Uh, <laughs> And the show. Uh, that was a uh, that was that was some real coming from the uh, Truck Show Podcast crew here. I'm Lightning. He's Holman. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. That is Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And he's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are the At Truck Show Podcast. Please leave us a five star review on uh, Apple if you love the show and also uh leave us a message on the five star hotline let us know uh, what's on your mind 657-205-6105 oh hey we should remind everyone again to go to the motor train youtube channel and in the top couple by the time you're hearing this is probably in the top five videos you'll find it really easily yeah. you're gonna go look for the decked commercial it's yeah. uh, like 10 minutes it's a long toolbox review i think yeah or toolbox, toolbox review. Test, something yeah like something like that whatever you're gonna go you're gonna see our faces you can't miss it and uh we want you to leave a comment Somewhere below that video showing us that you were there. Like your stamp of, a, of either approval or disapproval by leaving five emoji stars underneath or whatever the inside joke you want to put. So we, Holman and I, know it was you leaving a comment there. So again, Motor Trends YouTube channel. Find the drop, the uh, decked video. And if you're uh, one of those people out there who wishes they had a t-shirt, head over to store.motortrend.com and you can put Truck Show Podcast in the search box and you can order yourself a... Uh, 2021 gift 
if you didn't get it for Christmas in your stocking, and uh, order a Truck Show Podcast T-shirt for yourself or a mug. You can get you a mug. Know, uh, yeah, we know the mugs exist because somebody says bought picture. one. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they're not just a figment of our imagination. No, they're not. Hey, did I tell you that? Uh, do you remember you and I kind of went back and forth on this? I spent money to order my personalized plate, and you spent money to order your personalized plate. And then our stupid governor here in California decided to let all the inmates out of Folsom who make the personalized plates because of COVID, and they paused the program. So the state of California for almost a year now, I think probably 10 months, has had my money and no personalized plate. You're going to tell me that you got your little form in the mail. I got my little form in the mail. So all my friends who ordered like uh, almost a year ago are all starting to get their forms. So yeah. uh, my plate is ready to pick up. So it says on the form, either make an appointment online or send in this affidavit so we can have a DMV employee send it to you. It's literally the plate is sitting at the DMV four or five miles from my house. I go online to make appointments. You cannot make an appointment to pick up a personalized plate. You have to go and wait in line. So no, they don't even allow that. So how do you get it? You have to do it through the mail. So I just dropped all my stuff in the mail and uh, hopefully I'll have my new plates for the uh, adventure Jeep. What, what did you drop in the mail? Because all you get is that little white card. No, you get the white card yeah. and you get a thing, you get an envelope that has their address on it, and you get a form to fill out that says, I authorize a DMV employee to do the rest of this transaction and to mail me my personalized plate. Wow. And then you have to mail your plates. Part of the agreement when you sign it is you mail them your old plates when you take them off your car. I did not get that. I got the little white form mm-hmm. with the freaking Rusty Max. Yeah. Because if you recall, yeah, you guys go back, I almost called the old truck Rusty Max, yeah. R-U-S-D-M-A-X, like Rusty so D-Max. Throw it away? Well, then, and I was concerned because I paid for it, but whatever. It's probably like 50 you know, bucks or something. It's 50 bucks. I mean, it sucks, but yeah. it's not the end of the some world. Some people, by the way, some people in other states laugh at how expensive it is to California. Let me just point something out to you. You probably pay, if you live in some free state, 50 bucks a year for your registration. My registration on my 2020 JL just came. And keep in mind, I don't have the weight fees because it's not a quote-unquote commercial vehicle with an open bed because trucks get hammered on weight fees. I want to say Jason Gunnerman's Raptor was like 200 but It's 2016, 17, 2016. It's like $200 more than my Jeep was because of the weight fees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess how much my registration was? 620 Five fifty plus fifty bucks for the personalized plate. Six hundred dollars to drive my Jeep for a year on California, California roads. roads. Oh. Can you freaking believe that? I can. I can. I well, can't because we it. live here. There's people right now who that's probably their mortgage, and they're going, "What? Holy!" But we just don't know any better. I still, I still spend like close to four hundred dollars a year on a two thousand five Mini Cooper. That's how much your Mini is? It's ridiculous. Oh my god! Look, it, it, it hits a, a. There's a low point yeah. at which it just won't go it won't any go lower. Down yeah, that's it. While. It's it, right? Anyway, uh, so I get my Rusty Max thing, and I thought, oh do my I do gosh. it or not? Well, no. I start to have these like this panic yeah. that I hope they got the other because I hope they got Lockjaw. Yeah, right. Because that's the one. That's the one you want. That's the one I really want. But here's because I think you had ordered it. I'm like, you cheap ass, just do, just reordered. I think you ordered Lockjaw here in the studio. I did. Didn't you? Yeah. I ordered it sitting here. Yeah, and you're like, look, I did it. So I spent a hundred bucks for this place. So I'm I'm fine yeah. with that. And at yeah. the same time, I I ordered one for for the Benz. Well, the F100 needs a new plate. I spent two hundred dollars for the F100 this year. So I'm hoping that I get the the Lockjaw yeah. one here shortly because I'm kind of in a panic mode because. I'm not going to pick up the Rusty Max. Yeah. Which they just get rid of it. I, that's what you up. said. At first yeah. I thought, yeah. oh, no, crap. 30, 30 days. They just, they basically, they 30 days after their final notice to you, 
They just uh, destroy it and open it back up again. But what happened? So that you 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 swear that, f- the best of your knowledge, they're still going to make the lockjaw plate. Yeah, right? yeah. That, they don't. One doesn't have to do with the other because it's not assigned to anything. It's just you just bought it. Well, fingers crossed. No, I know how it works. I've done it before. Okay. Yeah, well, you just, I, I got that one. I got the Rusty Max like a week and a half ago. So and lockjaw like month, should be in a couple weeks. I'm hoping so. Yeah, fingers unless crossed. you are on the other side of the freeze because you still can't order personalized plates right now. It's mm. still frozen online. So anyway, weird tangent. <laughs> uh, about California pompousness, I'm sure. But I'm just excited to finally have my personalized plate. And here's what sucks. I thought of a better plate after we did that one, and I'm not going to chance it because you, you, it'll be another two years before I get it. Yeah. So here's the, the next oh, well. the next million-dollar thing is a way yeah. to figure – a way to uh, have a uh, – uh, what do you call it? A, uh, not a third part, like, a, like an eBay of personalized license plates because – uh, the, It'd be cool the, to hang them in your garage as decorations. Well, no, not just that. Meaning, like, there are guys that I think there will guys that will see my my one for for the Mercedes and they'll go like, "Oh, that's cool." And if I sold that car, I would want to then sell my plate for like a hundred bucks or something. Oh. Yeah, the, the plate Some, stays with you in California when you sell the car. Personalized plate stay with you. Yeah, unless you unless you transfer it to the owner, but there's that extra paperwork. But I want to transfer it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's like, what I'm saying. The plate stays with you. So you sell it. You take your plates off. They get, we need it. Why is there? A a, why isn't there a marketplace for this then? I don't know. There should be. Well, it's probably illegal. Everything's <laughs> illegal. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I think that's it. And here's where we thank a Nissan for hanging with us for so long. Such amazing product line, both from their NV vans to their line of uh, Titan trucks to the brand new. And we can't really talk about the new Frontier that Holman's about to do some stuff with. That was way too much information. How about we just thank Nissan and say, <laughs> head over to NissanUSA.com, build and price your new Nissan truck. If you choose the Nissan Titan or Titan XD, not only do you get that marvelously fantastic 5.6 liter endurance V8 with the most standard V8 horsepower, but you also mm-hmm. get that awesome Jatco 9-speed automatic transmission and the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. So again, head on over to NissanUSA.com or down to your local Nissan dealer. And when you're trying to figure out what to do with all that stuff that's rolling around in the back of your bed, you're going to go to Decked.com because at Decked.com, not only will you find their twin sliding drawer system that's buttery smooth, ball bearing, slide back and forth, um, you'll also find a series of very funny commercials. Not us. But, but uh, yeah. No. How about Decked.com slash Toolbox? And you can see the new product. You can do that, too. I was going to say, you you, the brand new toolbox, and if you want to see our smiling faces, <laughs> then you go to Motor Trend's YouTube channel, and you search there for the deck. It'll pop right up, and uh, you watch uh, these two jackasses make fools of themselves up in Ohio at the deck factory. And also learn something. Just ignore us and learn the stuff in the video. It's very, very informative and right. educational. And that's where you leave a comment down below with five stars. Yeah, or um, tacos. Or tacos. Five tacos would work for me. Or Dr. Pepper. Five sodas. No, no, they don't have those as emojis. They do. They have soda emojis, and they have taco emojis. Not, not Dr. Pepper, though. No, but they have a little soda cup. But we're getting confused. Okay, anyway. Just, 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 just lock on target. Inside lock joke. on target. Leave whatever inside joke on the Motor Trend YouTube comments under the uh, Toolbox Tested uh, video, mm-hmm. where Lightning and I were will be sure to either uh, delight or disappoint, depending on your point of view. We will right. disappoint. <laughs> if you're looking for premium brake products, head on over to DuralastParts.com, where you can find the Duralast brake pads, the Duralast gold brake pads, or the Duralast elite brake pads, which offer better than OE performance and a new additional hex transfer layer. The application-specific hex pattern and layer fills gaps on the rotor, helping with bed-in process and extending rotor and pad life. And a unique patent painting coating is superior to the competitor's abrasive painted metal. Or if your rotors have bit the dust... Uh, would you say brake dust? 
Uh, that's a good pun, yes. Thank you. Uh, Duralast Rotors, direct OE replacement for smooth, quiet stopping power. The design mirrors OE physical characteristics, such as the mass, the configuration, and the fin count, and you're going to get OE or better performance. And don't forget that the new rotors are 100% machine balanced and have a non-directional finish. You'll find everything at DuralastParts.com or at your local AutoZone. This has been episode 158 of the Truck Show Podcast, and it's over. Thank God. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 